morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike, I tried to come up with something really good about DMX and Jewish thing in order to pay homage to a rapper I know you really cared about, but I couldn't come up with anything good enough. Cohen, I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. Hey, folks, thanks so much for tuning into this. Well, I mean, they're all special at this point. This increasingly special episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. Be sure to like and share and comment and do all the things that Mark Zuckerberg at all do not want you to do. Definitely be sure to share this. Uh, whatever you are listening to or watching this on, be sure to like us, follow us, subscribe to us, whatever the thing is that you do to be getting more of us. Uh, and if it's on YouTube, of course, be sure to go to uh, not just press subscribe, but also hit the bell because we want your phone to explode every time we go live. So be sure to do that. Thank you so much. First and foremost, allow me to thank the wonderful people at SiestaCava.com for the kava that I'm drinking on today's episode. SiestaCava.com Yes, <laughs> And allow me to thank Le Bleu, ultra pure water, kosher nated and non-carbonated and kosherificated. And we determined that it's actually way more oxygen than it should be. Water shouldn't have that it's much like water. It's like H3O. Or H- it's like H3. It's like H3O. H4O. It's like H- it's like H7O. Like it's way more. Eighty nine percent oxygen. That's supposed to be well, yeah, more or less like than H O three. Thank you, Bulbanaka. Bulbanaka. Meg Jones just said my phone basically reaches climax when you all go live at this point. That's and that is how I'm that is what we want for sorry. everybody. We want your phone to reach orgasmic climax every time that we go live. There's an usher joke in there, but, but we're gonna make others later. So we're gonna make others later. So we're not even gonna bother. Um, so this episode, of course, is brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest growing waffle related caucus in the Libertarian Party, or really any party or anywhere, because no one. No one does. This is not. No one would do this. Uh, but if you want to become a member, go to Facebook to go to the Facebook group Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus to become a member today. But of course, if you want to become a duly seated voting member with a that means nothing. But if you want to do that for some reason, go to the Muddy Waters Media Store by going to muddywatersmedia.com/store and find the button. Click on the button button, and you can get buttons. You can also get hats. We have Waffle House. Hats and shirt? No, not hats. We have shirts. Do we have hats? We don't have hats. Okay, no hats, but we do have shirts. um, And you can become a member today. This episode, of course, is also brought to you by the Gravy King. This episode is brought to you by Nug of Knowledge, smokable CBD weed. Uh, If Nug of Knowledge is not your average CBD supplier, because it's weed, and they also have a medicinal program for people who want weed, and they also are helping to end the war on drugs by selling weed on the internet. So if you want to buy weed on the internet, oh, also, people who use this weed say that it helps them because it's weed and that's what happens when you smoke weed. 
So if you want to buy wheat on the internet, go to nugofknowledge.com uh, to buy your wheat and be sure to use checkout code SPIKE for 10% off. This episode, of course, is also brought to you by Joe Sal- No, nope, sure. Nope. Here, here we go. Yep. This episode also is brought to you by Joe Soloski running for Pennsylvania governor. Joe Soloski is the key to Pennsylvania success. Uh, and if you want to help him in his run as a libertarian for the governor of Pennsylvania, go to Joe Soloski, J-O-E-S-O-L-O-S-K-I.com. I did it. And uh, and you can find out how you can help him today. This episode is brought to you by the most aptly named product in existence, Mud Water. I get it. Huh? Mud water, which is actually, it tastes not terrible. Um, we have both it's, tried it now and it's actually, yeah, the more you drink it, the better it gets with. Every- yeah. It's one of those things that grows on you, like the mushrooms that are in it. Uh, if you are drinking coffee and you say to myself, you know what, this gets me too hyped up and it doesn't have nearly enough mushrooms in it. Then I have a fantastic news for you, friend. Mud water has created a coffee, coffee alternative that's based, uh, it has masala chai or chai you're jewish uh it's got cacao not just cocoa but cacao also if you're jewish it has mushrooms not those kinds of mushrooms but the kind of mushrooms you would have if you i guess if you're jewish uh there has turmeric in it it has sea salt it has cinnamon and that's it and i know what you're thinking those things all would definitely be delicious together yeah with a little bit of honey absolutely so you want to try that it's very good for you it's healthy much better than coffee and it's it's good stuff folks go to muddywatersmedia.com slash mud to get yours today this episode is brought to you by personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. If you find yourself injured personally through a personal injury in Florida, then I'm sorry. But then also you can then go to Chris Reynolds, personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, and you can have him represent you in court, in a court of law, civil court, well, civil court. And you can have him sue the people that did that to you. And there's a good chance he'll get you some money. So head on over to chrisreynoldslaw.com, but actually be injured. Don't just, you know, oh, I someone mean, hurt my feelings. They have to, like, you really got to be something fairness, deep. If they want to go to chrisreynoldslaw.com just to go to chrisreynoldslaw.com because they want to check out the website, see what Chris Reynolds Law is all about, that's fine, too. You can do that. But don't call that's him. Unless, don't call him unless you've been Yeah, to don't call him. And fun fact, I learned this from... One of his social medias, I'm not sure which one, but today is Be Nice to a Lawyer Day. So be nice to Chris Reynolds today. Be nice to Chris Reynolds by hiring him if you are personally injured. And be nice to him. Be nice. If, there's, if there is an attorney that I would be nice to, it would, it would be Chris Reynolds. So you should do that too. To, to all of those watching saying that I am on a delay, yes. We know. Blame Skype. Yeah, that's Skype here. We're good. Let's try here. We'll try this before we go too far. Let's see if this It's not going to work. Let's see if this works. Definitely not going to, but let's see if it does. I cannot stand Skype. I hate Skype so much. We, we hate Wait. Skype here at Muddied Waters, but when we... Nope. 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 They can't hear you now. Nope. Here we are. Yep. 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 Okay. And then we try this here. You You say more things. Okay. Um, Matt Hicks wants Anything. to know if we... No. No. no well, no, no, you're not no. an attorney, so it's not be nice to Matt Hicks day. No, no yeah, no. you're not an attorney yet. No, you don't... It's this not. isn't be nice to Matt Hicks day. 
Right. This is be nice. This isn't be nice to, to law student day. Right. If this was God be forbid, nice there even was is one of those day, types that would be of different. Things. But this is be nice to a lawyer day. Yeah. No, this is not. You get back to us on be nice to a law student day, bud, because that's. I doubt there is such a thing. Now I know what there is, though, such a thing of, and that's the nope. Yeah. No, we do. We do the guest first. We do the guest first. We do the guest first. We do the. Guest I know what first. is real, and that's our next guest. That's right. He's running for the uh, be the next lieutenant governor nope. of Pennsylvania, along with this guy right State here, Solosky. He's running with Joe Solosky, who's running for governor. He's running for. Lieutenant Governor. Nope, that's nope. the wrong nope. thing right nope. there. And he is running for Lieutenant Governor of the great state of Pennsylvania. He's running for state senator. <laughs> Why do my notes say Lieutenant Go- Oh, no. Because I copied. He's running for state senator representing District 48. I knew that because I just wrote something about him. But I relied on my notes, which were wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, 48th district. 48th district of Pennsylvania. I think he should run for, well, I can, no, I don't say that. Um, yeah, last guest mm-hmm. for that. yeah. Welcome to the show, Tim McMaster. Thank you so much for joining us from York. It's good to be here, guys. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm re- quite ready for the upgrade to lieutenant governor just yet, <laughs> although I am supporting Nicole Schultz for that position. Yes, that's Nicole who's running for that I position. Had a, um, I had Nicole on my episode on Thursday. She she is fam- she is wonderful. Yes, she is. And I actually we just did a town hall in Lebanon, which is the seat of uh, Lebanon County in the district here with Joe and Nicole and myself. So that was, uh, that was quite, uh, quite an outstanding afternoon we had. Nice. Yeah, that's Very. really good. And again, I know that you're running for the special election in district 48. I literally made a video encouraging people to vote for you among others that were in the special election. Yeah, there's four, there's four of us, um, four of us libertarians, yeah. um, for the special elections this year. So, you, you should have That's awesome. That, sir. <laughs> yes, I know. I should have remembered this. No, you guys are great. You know, I, I, it speaks to the amazing nature of the, the whole molten maneuver thing where Pennsylvania libertarians are leading the way in running for these local offices and, and winning a lot of them. And there are more. Pennsylvania has, I believe, more elected libertarians at the state level than any other state. Isn't that correct? It absolutely does. Yeah. State level and That's, local offices as well. I'm just I love it. I'm so happy about that. This and Pennsylvania is I mean it's not a small state a but it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it, and it's Pennsylvania is not a small state but it's not I mean it's not one of the larger states but they've done an incredible job with that. Hopefully we're going to replicate that across the country. So Tim, tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us why you're running for uh the uh, for the state senate spot. So a little bit about myself. I am a former heavy metal drummer, former professional wrestler, current IT analyst and goat farmer. Um, Not a politician. I really don't ever want to be accused of being a politician. Um, I'm just a guy who's fed up with the BS and the bureaucracy and the cronyism that I see in Harrisburg. And with the passing of the 
former senator for this seat, David Arnold, in January. Um, it seemed like a great opportunity to to sort of put some of those liberty-minded principles that I have into action on a state level and um, go in there and, pardon the expression, kick some ass. That's awesome. You certainly don't have to pardon that expression here. <laughs> I think I try to keep it PG because my kids are watching. That's fair. I think uh, the question that is immediately upon all of our viewers' uh, minds is, um, what was your wrestling name? Um, when I first started out, it was simply Loco because I was sort of crazy. And then it was Porter, P-O-R-T-E-R, which was kind of patterned out. I don't know if you ever saw the movie Payback with yeah. Mel Gibson. His character was named Porter. He was a bad guy, but he had morals. So that was kind of my gimmick when I wrestled. Okay. And I wasn't very good at it. If I, if I was better at it, I'd probably still be doing it. <laughs> but you did it, and that's what counts. You did it. Yeah, yeah, I did it. <laughs> that's what matters, is you did it. Like, we uh, literally did not do that. So <laughs> you got that on us, if nothing else. And you were, you were so a cool. heavy metal drummer? Yes, yes, I was. <laughs> like, I know I say this a lot, but you might be my favorite candidate out there right now. <laughs> Well, I appreciate it, but I also raise goats, too, so... <laughs> and everybody loves baby goats. That's true. There's everybody nothing does. about you that isn't cool. Like, right. you were a wrestler and a heavy metal drummer. Oh, and you raise goats. Like, the least interesting thing about you is that you're running for this office. Like that's Yeah, probably. <laughs> IT analysis. Yeah, yeah, the day job. That's eh. what pays the bills. That's, that's yeah, just it's meh. <laughs> That's funny. So what are some of the things that you're running on? What are your main issues for uh, for, for running for this, this seat? So some of the big things that, that I want to really stress is I want to lower on the path to outright eliminating our Pennsylvania state income tax to create Pennsylvania as a tax haven so that we can get attract more businesses, we can attract and retain better employees. I also am uh, working going to be working with if I'm elected with uh, a Republican, actually, on a constitutional carry amendment to make Pennsylvania yes. the 18th constitutional carry state in the U.S. So that would be uh, something I'd be very proud to uh, to sign on to. I also want to decrease government spending and try to force this legislature that actually already only works about half the time into being a part-time legislature with a 50% pay cut, starting at the Ooh. governor and going all the way down to me. <laughs> I know there's going to be resistance on that, but uh, you think? I think it'll be pretty popular with the voters, and it's something yeah. I'm really passionate about. I, I can see there being some resistance in the, yeah, in yeah. the legislature about that. Yeah, but uh, we're going to have— like, here, guys, I got the, I got this bill for you to sign. What's it say? <laughs> I, it's a thing. You just got to, you no, know, just like some odds and ends oh, stuff. We're going to take half your money and give it to, you know, uh, nobody. We're just not going to spend it. Sign it anyway. Yeah. I, I yeah, here, just sign it. to save a bunch of money, and we're not switching car insurance. All you have to do is sign this. Don't read it. Just sign. Don't worry about it. It's going to save a bunch of money. There will be body slams involved. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sign this and no one gets hurt. I love it, man. Listen, this is the kind of stuff that is going to get libertarians elected. You know, that's a very short and concise message that you just had there. You know, let's create a tax haven so that businesses come here and new businesses can grow in Pennsylvania. Let's um, uh, let's cut the the salary of, of these you know politicians in uh, in Harrisburg. Right. That's where. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. You know, yeah. Across America, Pennsylvania has one of the highest paid legislatures in America. Our governor now makes almost two hundred thousand dollars a year, two hundred thousand dollars a year. And he works maybe on a good month, 12 days a year or 12 days a month. And that's a good, good month for him. 
Good. Good work if you can get it. No, no, he can get by on less than that. He can get by on about a hundred thousand. Or you know, honestly, even less than that. I mean, when I was wrestling, I was getting by on like twenty, thirty bucks a night plus a couple of hot dogs at the concession stand on the way out. So it can be done. Include that in your like. Seriously, if you're not already saying stuff like that when you're campaigning, you have to. Like, this is the stuff that makes people go. Yeah, wait a second. I used to live on 30 bucks. It, it, it also shows you're relatable. Like it shows that when people are like, how could I possibly live on $100,000? No, you could easily do that schmuck. Like that's a lot of us yeah, are doing just, that. It's just a matter of priorities. And they're, right now their priority in Harrisburg is taking money from us to give to them. And I, I refute that. I'm going to stand in the way of that and I'm going to fight against that tooth and nail. And constitutional carry. I love that. I, I'm, that makes me do All of those things were music to my ears, man. Yeah. Well, here's something else you may not have known. I am the first libertarian to challenge for this seat this century. Now, granted, the century is only 21 years old at this point. Even still. Yeah. It's still, still. It's a fact. It sounds so much. So somebody. It sounds so much cooler to say that. Some some libertarian ran for that seat in the previous century. No, we just couldn't. So. Here's another thing that I'm kind of running on is this is the third or one of the top three worst gerrymandered districts in this state. Like it is utterly ridiculous. It doesn't look anything at all like a legislative district. It looks like a county is has like an elephant arm and a trunk. Like it's just wholly bizarre. So this district has been gerrymandered and rigged so much that it's it, it's constantly changing shape so right around the year 90 the 99 2000 time frame is when they extended it to extend probably about half as many people as it as it currently had so that it it technically doubled in size population wise but it like tripled in size geographically which is I, I don't even know what their logic is to try and do that. Like, how could they possibly explain doing that? And yet they did it because that's Harrisburg and that's what they do. Yeah, I'm actually pulling up what the map looks like so you can see it looks. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. That it's, was a good description that you gave there. It's like a weird elephant nose thing. Happening yeah, it's London it's, County it's, and then like a third arm or something. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. So it's part like of a baby's Dalton county there in the middle and then York County down the side. It's like a baby's arm holding Lebanon County. Yeah, if you zoom in on it at one point, uh, it looks kind of like a zombie face, but you got to squint really hard to see it. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. So, you clearly are the best person running, and I haven't interviewed anyone else in your district. But anyone who wants to lower taxes, uh, who wants to, uh, who, or actually eliminate taxes, eliminate yeah, the income tax, you know, eliminate the state income tax. We're going to lower property taxes. We're gonna we're gonna push through constitutional carry. And on the back of all that, once that's done, to celebrate, we're gonna decriminalize victimless crimes. Nice, I love it. This is the good stuff. And again, you're a goat farming, former wrestler, heavy metal drummer. And I am. (laughs) So there's nothing about you that isn't cool. I mean, I guess the IT thing is kind of whatever, but it's honestly, you know what? The fact that you're an IT guy and you do all that, that actually makes that cool, too. So how can the most un IT guy? IT guy you've ever met. Like if I could go back most to a IT, IT guy. or smoke signals and carrier pigeons, I totally would. If I could go completely off the grid and just farm and hang out with my goats all day, I totally would. <laughs> That's actually a lot of IT people though, I've noticed. Like especially once they know like all the spying and stuff that's happening, they use like 
you know, the old Nokia phones and yeah. they, they yeah. you know, they 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 break them every month and replace them with another one. And like, they don't really do, they, they kind of live off the grid and they're, they're in IT, but I think it's because they know too long when you have a Faraday cage next to your bed. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a Faraday cage next to your bed? I can neither confirm, deny, nor comment on that. Oh, that's so cool. (laughs) He totally does. That's what's so cool about it. So Tim, how can people help you with your campaign if they want to get involved? So the big thing to take away from this is there are actually four candidates in this particular race there's a republican a democrat as well as an independent and myself the cool candidate um so we're we're kind of fighting an uphill battle but i think we got them on the ropes but we need a little more help pushing over the finish line so anybody that wants to help can go to tim2021.com slash donate tim2021.com slash donate tim2021.com slash donate right and I'm going to add some more Timothy McMaster for PA 48, you know, the usual channels, but Oh, Timothy. That's why it wasn't coming up when I was trying to tag you. Um, the, uh, I'm going to add some more, uh, metaphors there that, cause you had the, the, on the ropes analogy, we've got them on the ropes and we want to get you to the, your drum solo. So we have to get up the drum riser, up the drum riser. Fireworks can happen. <laughs> and, Goats and can be work the goats in the goat in Harrisburg. Oh, help him oh. be the goat by going to tim2021.com slash donate. I was practicing for this interview tonight by doing a lot of food puns with my 12 year old. So my <laughs> that, was a, that was good practice. That was good so, practice. Tim, be- be- before we let you go, uh, there's been a lot of questions in the uh, comments of who is your favorite drummer? Wow. That's a deep question. I mean, how does one, how does one grade musical composition, skill, showsmanship, longevity? Uh, Just remember it's a two hour show. Probably combining all those aspects, uh, top of my head, Neil Peart. I, I man, knew I, I, I was, man, I was going to say, who is your favorite drummer and why is it Neil Pert? But I did yeah, not want to assume that. I mean, there's not, I mean, there's Neil Pert stands alone. I mean, I, one time I tried to play YYZ and I felt like my arm was going to fall off and I was like, mm, I'm going to go raise goats now. <laughs> I never drummed again. I became a goat farmer after trying to do that. <laughs> That's funny, man. Well, Hey, Tim. Thank you so much, everyone. Tim2021.com slash donate. Uh, Timothy McMaster for State Senate, Pennsylvania 48. If you start typing that in, it'll come up on Facebook. And and thank you so much for coming, man. And good luck with your campaign. All right. Thank you very much, guys. Have a wonderful evening. You too. Thank you, man. That's cool. Hey, thank you for not getting mad when I said you were running for lieutenant governor. Um, (laughs) What's so crazy is I knew that. And as I'm saying it, I'm like... You kept, Wait, you kept saying it. I was like, I no. just kept going, and I'm like, I mean, it. It's. I wrote it down in my thing, but then I, when I was copy pasting, I put the thing. By the way, speaking of people, what in the hell is wrong? I don't know. With I don't know why it does that. Why does it do that? Anyway, it keep does. talking. Anyway, uh, anyway. no. Uh, yeah, we have now had Joe Soloski, who's running for governor. Um, uh-huh. We have had. Um, we have had um oh my goodness why am i blanking on my new best friend's name 
Nicole Schultz, who is running for yeah. lieutenant governor. Um, she was on my show last week. She also has a uh, Etsy store for her farm called Ugly Acres. And uh, we have jam on the way to the right and egg household um, that Sarah is very excited about. I'm excited about my shirt, but she's excited about the jam. Um, hey, and- I like things. Well, go on to her Etsy store and order a bunch of jam, and she that's will probably it, throw in a shirt for you. That's how you do it. That's how you yeah. do it. And uh, now we've had Tim McMaster. Like, we, we have had, like, a Pennsylvania gauntlet of libertarian uh, activists running for office. Yeah. But Not this like- is how it is. This is how it is in Pennsylvania. They're killing it there. They are running, and a few of them are going to win those races. Like, they're running. They Pennsylvania, if every state were going like Pennsylvania, and I'm not calling out other states. Other states some other states are doing great jobs, too. But if every state were operating like Pennsylvania, we'd have thousands of elected libertarians already. Like, we wouldn't just have hundreds. We'd have thousands of them. Um, they're absolutely good they're they're doing incredible and it's it's named after i think chuck moulton it's called the moulton maneuver and his whole thing was just run a bunch of people in races across the country and i I, i've seen in the data that the states that have the most uh libertarians running across the, the the ballot they actually do better in the presidential race the the presidential ticket does better joe and i did better in those states that had more candidates running um and the the idea that the theory is that the more people are seeing that L, seeing libertarians, the more they're likely they are to go, oh, I wonder who they have running for, pre- I wonder if they have someone running for president and if so, who it is. And they look us up and go, oh, wow, they're way better than anyone else and we're more likely to get votes. So it's, it's you know, it's good stuff for everyone running. It's, it's, it, it's akin to um, the old Eddie Murphy movie, The Distinguished Gentleman, for anybody who knows that movie. Um, yes. He runs. He runs for uh, Congress, and he's running as in his district. But he has the same name as the guy who was in office who died, and he just assumed that people didn't know that the guy had died. So he runs under Thomas Jefferson, the name you know, and he just runs for that, and he ends up winning because they knew the name. And if you know the name, people are more likely to vote for the name. That's why so many people get reelected, because they already know the name that's in office. If you continually see the L, you start recognizing the L, and you start learning about what the people who have the L stand for, then you'll start looking into it more. The more you see it, the more it comes into your brain, the more you think about it. And that's why in places where they run a lot of libertarians, Spike did well during the presidential. Folks, you're watching a special episode of Muddy Waters of Freedom with Henry McBaster and Ron DeSantis. Uh, we are happy to have you here. Uh, this <laughs> well, if it's with Here's... Ron DeSantis, it's getting pulled off of YouTube. Oh, yeah? You didn't hear about that? No. Ron DeSantis did a uh, roundtable, definitely not in our notes, but uh, Ron DeSantis did a roundtable with a doctor from Harvard, uh, one from Oxford, and one from somewhere else. And they were Mm -hmm. talking about whether or not kids should wear masks. And the doctors were like, no, you don't have to wear masks. Uh, they, they They don't have to wear masks. You know, they're kids, whatever. And DeSantis was like... So you're telling me that I don't need to make my kids, the kids in my state, wear masks to go to... Is that how he talks? 
Yes. Um, <laughs> to, to have him go to school. And uh, they were like, no, oh, that's completely unnecessary. And um, yeah, YouTube pulled it. It was doctors that were saying you don't need to do it. It was doctors from like Harvard and like not not University of Phoenix. Fauci. Um, but Wait, I, is Fauci a Phoenix? I don't know. I honestly don't know. where. Fauci oh, that is. would be so funny. That would be so funny. America's doctor. I'm Dr. Fauci and I rise. <laughs> um, so the ashes of COVID from the ashes. Um, does, am I the only one that remembers the University of Phoenix ads where they're like, no, I'm such and such yeah. and I rise. And they like would all do this. Yeah. And it was like, I, I got my. Their most famous graduates, Larry Fitzgerald. Well, he rose. He did. But you know who also is rising? Black cold brewed organic coffee. Who brings us the black cold brewed caffeinated co- rapid fire segment uh, brought to you by black cold brewed organic coffee spelled B-L-V-C-K. The most delicious cold brewed organic coffee to ever be horrifically misspelled. Go to blackbrews.com, B-L-V-C-K-brews.com and use code M-W to get free shipping on your misspelled, your misspelled coffee, man. Yes. <laughs> It's good, co- like it's good coffee. I it's like it's good it. coffee. It is. I am so overly caffeinated today. I did not have any mud water today, but I had so much. I had two cups of coffee, a a a bar that was made out of pure coffee, like a chocolate bar, but it's not chocolate. It's pure coffee. Is it? Is it cacao? No. Mm. It had, it had literally none of those ingredients. Um, so are you like that time that I had like, uh, so what did I have? I had something cacao. like a bubble tea or cacao. something like that. And I was, that was with me, you and Josh Smith. And I was like, hey guys, hey, hey. I just start, is, is that how you feel right I'm, now? Uh, well, no, I'm on the tail end of it and I'm going to start. Oh, you're going to start crashing. Oh, good. Yeah, so That's perfect. Back shortly before the show, but uh all right. Well, Magnus is going to be coming up shortly, so uh, he can just fill in for you when you start to like really just <laughs> nod off. So that'll be perfect timing. So uh, speaking hey. of nodding off. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> in Windsor, Virginia. Windsor police officer Joe Gutierrez. Wait, hang on. Former Windsor police officer Joe Gutierrez has now been mm. fired. Well, that's good. That is but good. But this... Yes. This is, a, this is a result of a traffic stop in December uh, in which former cop Joe Gutierrez and current cop Daniel Crocker pulled over second lieutenant Karen Nazario. And here's what happened. They pulled... Just, just to... Right here. So they pulled him over for the fact that his license wasn't visible, even though it was visible. He didn't. He had just bought the car, so he didn't have permanent plates. He had the cardboard plate taped to his window, the inside of his window. You could see it. They pulled him over. He drove for about, I don't know, like a half mile at the speed limit to get to a well-lit area. And so they called that a felony traffic stop. And here's what they did because of that. 
armed. What Get did out I the do? Car. Get out now! I have not committed any crime. You're being stopped for a traffic violation. You're not cooperating at this point right now. You're under arrest for a traffic. So you're being detained. Okay, you're being detained for, for a traffic violation. I do not have to get out the vehicle. You haven't even told really? me why I'm being stopped. Really? Get your hands. Get, get out of the car now. Get out of the car. Get your hands. Everything he's saying is correct, by the way. He does not have to get out of the car uh, for a traffic violation. At no point did they even tell him what he was being detained for. Uh, they said that he was resisting arrest and obstructing justice at this point, but he, they never actually, they pointed guns and threatened him, but they never actually told him why they were doing this. So he was he was actually well within his rights to do everything he was doing, and they were violating uh, their uh, the law and their code of ethics by doing what they're doing. So hands off me, yeah. please. Get your hands off me. You know what? Get your hands off me. Get Not your hands off me. Back up there. I didn't do anything. Now keep in mind, when someone uses pepper spray or a taser, the only reason you're supposed to use it is if you feel that your life or safety are in danger. This officer is looking away from the uh, person that supposedly has him in such danger that he has to pepper spray him. This is purely listen to me or I'm going to hurt you. Like there is no actual he's just punishing him for actually obeying the law and telling him what he's supposed to be doing. Don't do that. Sir, get out of the car now. Hey, sir, get out of the car now. I'm trying to talk to you. I'm trying to talk to you. Get out. Just get out of the car. Can you please relax? Can you please relax? Get out of the car right now. Man. This is not how you treat a vet. Uh, I'm actively serving this country, and this is how you're going to treat me? I didn't do any. Whoa, hold on. Back What's up. going Hold on. Watch it. Watch it. Air Force is deployed. Get out of the car. Get out of the car now. The up. The car now. Sir, just get out the car. I'm trying to breathe. Ugh. That's really up. Yeah, oh, get out of the car and get on the ground now. You're gonna get it again. I, I don't even want to reach my seatbelt. Can you take your seatbelt off and get out of the car? Can you please? Now he's told him to put his hands up and to also take a seatbelt off and get out of the car while keeping his hands up. Anyone who's watched the Daniel Shaver movie knows where that goes. Right. When the police give you conflicting orders and they tell you to do something that results in you not putting your hands up after all this. Yeah, that's how you get shot. So he's doing exactly what any normal, uh, reasonable person would do in this situation. Get out of the car now. Listen, take off your seatbelt and get out of the car. Look, I'm just going to just please. You're going to do what you're told. Get out of the car. My, look. Take my, your seatbelt off and get out of the Look. Take your seatbelt off. Look, my hands are out. Take your seatbelt off and get out of the car. My hands are out. Don't reach your Don't reach your My hands are out. Please. Please. Look. This is really messed up. My dog is in the back. My dog is choking right get now. Get out of the car. Take your seatbelt off. What are you, a specialist, Corporal? What are you? I'm a lieutenant. Lieutenant, get out of the car. Take your seatbelt off and get out of the car. You made this way more difficult than it had to be. You just complied. Get out of the car. So before, because some of you are, can already hear it. What happened you, before this video? The f did you hear me when that was going on? No. Okay. I didn't think so. I kept saying things, and I was like, "There's no response happening." So, okay. Yeah, no, I couldn't. I couldn't hear what you were saying. Um, the, I there is the full video is available. It's like seven minutes long. 
And so, I, I actually have it on my social media and it shows the whole when they first start turn the car on, turn the uh, the camera on because they start following him all the way through. It literally all we left out was boring parts where they pull him over and then pretty much to where they get out and pull pull weapons on him and say call in that it's a felony traffic stop and then start making threats to him. That's literally all that's not missing from this. All that's missing from it. Did you see the video? Uh, did you see the end when the paramedics are there? Yep. When they yeah. were when they were saying, you don't tell anybody about this or we'll make your life really hard. If you tell anybody that this went on, yep. like we will press charge. Like they were intimidating him by saying that we will end your career in the military. Uh-huh. And I all like I didn't see that until this morning. And I almost included that today, but I didn't have time to make it. Um I didn't have time to make it in between work and doing this. But yeah, when I saw that, the fact that uh, Joe Gutierrez's job lasted as long as it did is beyond me. And now, uh, Lieutenant uh, Nazario, not Nazario. I think it's Nazario, yeah. I think it's Nazario. Lieutenant Nazario uh, is suing the Windsor Police Department for like a million dollars. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. No, good. I yeah. Don't. No, he, he, <laughs> keep in mind, you know, because people will say, oh, well, he, he was just paper, pepper sprayed. Imagine a situation where you have two officers of the law making violent threats to you. Because again, some of the worst parts of this weren't in the video. Like at the beginning, when they're literally, he's asking them, why have I been pulled over? Why have I been pulled over? And they're saying, you're about to ride the lightning, which is a threat of, ta- well, I've heard that it's a threat of tasing and a threat of execution, whatever. They're making threats to him of some kind. Um, they're holding, they're pointing firearms at him the entire time while he has his arms out. Uh, they're screaming at him. And, you know, I just imagine being in that situation and then being pepper sprayed when you're doing everything you're supposed to do. He correctly and calmly explained to them these two cops that are freaking out on him they're the ones holding firearms he should be the one that should be able to freak out in that situation because of how frightening that is but he's calmly and rationally explaining to them that in a traffic stop he is not required to get out and he doesn't feel oh that's the part that was left he says uh they said get out of the car and he said i'm honestly scared to get out of the car and the officer says yeah you should be well that confirms that i shouldn't get out of the car then no i'm not getting out of the car I'm definitely not getting out of the car. I'm going to keep my hands here outside of the window. Yep. So that way you can see them and you have no reason to think that I am reaching for anything. I think the main reason he wasn't going for his seatbelt is because he was afraid if he reached back for his seatbelt, he was going to oh, get yeah. Daniel shavered all over the inside of his exactly. car. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's exactly that is exactly what would happen. We all saw anyone who watched the Daniel Shaver video. And first of all, if you haven't seen it yet, warning, you're going to watch someone get murdered who's crying and begging to not get shot. And the police yeah. make him the, the officer that kills him make, is, is holding a uh, um, is holding a, a, a rifle to him and is you know make, giving him these weird conflicting orders, telling him to crawl, but also have his hands up and to put his hands back behind his uh, back, but also to put his hands up. And it was like this weird game of Simon Says with conflicting orders. At no point was this guy a threat. He's sobbing uncontrollably controllably and the officer shoots him dead when he when when he finally did one of the things he was told to do 
he shoots him dead. So no, yeah, no, my hands are staying up. If if I'm getting that kind of treatment, I don't care what they tell me to do. My hands are staying up. No, no way yeah. at all. Now, thankfully, uh, Joe Gutierrez does have some uh, people who are saying this was perfectly fine. Yes. Right. But uh, yes. not. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to put up the graphic. Yeah. Not everyone uh, saw this as an open and shut case uh, that it appears to be based on bo- the body cam footage that we all just watched. Um, as Greg Kelly of Newsmax attempts to say that he's racist without actually saying the words, I'm a racist. One more little tidbit. The bad Lieutenant Nazario had a loaded gun on the floor of his car in the front seat by his leg, something the corrupt folks in the media won't say for some quote-unquote reason. I don't know, maybe because he's an active-duty army lieutenant. Yeah. The fact he had a legally owned weapon. He had a legally owned weapon. He was in the military. God. Okay. He had a gun. The bad lieutenant. He had a gun. I assume this is a a Second Amendment supporting constitutional conservative on Newsmax, right? 100% that guy is. Because the Second Amendment ain't for hunting, folks. It's for fighting against tyranny. Unless you're brown. Unless you're an Afro-Latino army lieutenant, and then I don't want you to have one. Who's being pepper sprayed by the police. He had, I have to look at this. This is beautiful. The bad Lieutenant Nazario had a loaded gun. He had a gun, folks. He had a gun in Virginia. Yes, open carry state Virginia, this active duty military officer who remained calm while being, while having firearms pointed at him. Obviously also, of course, folks, the police, Joe Gutierrez being a, ESP telepath knew that there was a gun on the car, which is why he was freaking out. And some people might say, well, you know, Spike, they can't possibly know. Yeah, you're right. They should definitely do that to every person they pull over. That is 100% how they should treat every person that they pull over on the odd chance that they might have a capital G-U-N in their car. That tweet, I want to frame this tweet and put it up next to my photo of Ronald Reagan signing the Mulford Act. This is amazing. Yeah, that that when I started seeing that tweet get shared around and I was like, why do I know the name Greg Kelly? And I looked it up and I was like, oh, <laughs> the, it, it, it literally is the meme of uh, the the guy who's having a trouble making the decision on which button to push and it's oh yeah 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 yeah. the MAGA people and they're like yep you know back the blue or support our no he slammed the back the blue button yeah he slammed back the blue he had no he said which one's darker oh (laughs) the 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 army boom back the blue Gutierrez is that a oh he's light skinned boom that's wow yeah Wow. Yeah, Gutierrez, uh, what he did in that in that encounter was atrocious. Because, yeah, the dude, uh, uh, Nazario, had the um, – he had the plate in the back of his window. And I was telling somebody this story the other day. 
I was, I may have been telling it on the show, actually. I'm not even hundred percent sure anymore. Um, I was driving home one night. I had just switched my license plates over from, uh, Virginia to Tennessee and I was driving home and I was nearly blackout and I get pulled over for not having plates on my car. And the cop walked up and I was like, well, this is it. I'm going to jail. I'm 100% going to jail. And he saw that I had the plate in the back window and I rolled down the window. And before I even got a word out, he goes, "Never mind, you're good. And he just let me go. And so literally the same situation as this guy, no plates, blackout windows. But something was as Greg Kelly did it for some reason. You were like, oh, yeah, can't figure out what that one was. But it'll just remain a mystery forever. Oh, and this was in Virginia, right? This was in. uh, No, this was no, it was Tennessee. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, I was like and I was definitely breaking the law. I was well over the legal limit for alcohol. Well over it. Oh, yeah. And Nazario, uh, incidentally, uh, uh, no drugs, no nothing in his system. And the cops knew that they screwed up when they were sitting there going, listen, we can ruin your career if you uh, if you tell anyone about that. They knew they what knew. they had just done. They, they realized they how much they had up. just screwed up. And yes, they knew he had a gun by then because he had the right to. It's Virginia, which is an open carry state. He's an active duty military. Why the hell wouldn't he have a gun? Of course he would. This, in fact, it'd be weird if he didn't have a gun. He's active duty military, guys. And he's off base. So yeah, no, he would definitely have a gun. And I love that. I, this is the best tweet I've ever seen in my life. Ever. That tweet is gold. That tweet is so gold. This is a. I want to retweet this without context and just be like, here, look at that. You everyone has to see this. <laughs> this is I'm this not is even going to tell you what important. I think. Just here. Look, look at this. Honestly, the most important tweet of our lifetimes. Uh, this is a this is peak 2021 tweet here. I think that's incredible. That's incredible. So we have another situation with an officer that is much more tragic, unfortunately. Uh, This is in a Minneapolis suburb because, of course, Minneapolis hasn't had enough issues with police brutality recently. I want to I want to point out before we go any deeper on this, Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn Center, Brooklyn Center is a suburb of Minneapolis. This did not take place in New York. I've seen a lot of people online saying why did he have the gun charge with the New York laws and everything? Brooklyn Center right, right, is a right. suburb of Minneapolis. Okay, okay. I just want to point that out for anybody who did not realize that as of yet. So in a suburb of Minneapolis, um, a, an officer who as of yet has not been identified. There is she actually a video of this. She What's actually that? has now. Um, oh. I meant to put that in the notes today, too. I will look that up. I know so, she uh, so there is video of this, but uh, if we were to show it, uh, we will 100% be demonetized. Um, uh, an officer uh, whose name Matt is getting shot, uh, Duante Wright, who uh, was 20 years old. Uh, Mr. Wright had been initially pulled over because of an expired registration on the vehicle he was driving. Big, serious criminal stuff. Um, the police did release the body cam footage, so you can't find it online. Um, in the video, the officer appears to shout taser before firing the gun. The video is... 
Not sure why she would shout that. So, uh, Kimber- Kimberly Potter is her name. Uh, Kimberly Potter, she is a veteran of the force of 25 years. She was actually training somebody that night. Um, you know, the way that they do in Minneapolis. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, what a training. Uh, so... Apparently in Minneapolis, the way that they train you is that your gun is on your dominant side and your taser is on your non-dominant side. So for me, the taser would be on the left and the gun would be on the right. Right. And and they, um, according to Chief Tim Gannon of the Brooklyn Center PD, he said, this appears to me from what I viewed and the officer's reaction and distress immediately after that, this was an accidental discharge that resulted in the tragic death of Mr. Wright, because Mm -hmm. they are saying in the video, she, everybody's, so what happens, you see what happened was, uh, Duante Wright got pulled over because his tags were expired while they were running, uh, while they were running the tags, they realized that he had, uh, two warrants out for his arrest one for uh possession of illegal possession of a firearm and the other for aggravated robbery okay um so they were arresting him they they were going to arrest or not it wasn't for aggravated robbery it was for failure to appear for aggravated robbery Hmm. and so they were arresting him there on the spot they had left his door open. Uh, they had left his car door open and the keys in the ignition. And he saw a moment where he jumped into the car and they were trying to hold him back. And she reached in and pulled out her gun and she yelled, taser, taser, taser. So everybody would back up. And then she fired the gun and she said, oh, bleep, I just shot him. She didn't say bleep. She said shit. I don't know why. I right. That. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, I don't know why I did that. Um, so that is why Chief Tim Gannon says that the officer's reaction to stress immediately after uh, that this was an accidental discharge that resulted in the tragic death of Mr. Wright. Now, personally, I'm not saying that this wasn't an accident. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it was an accident. It might very well it be. Yeah. Yeah. But if you have a police officer who can't tell the difference between her taser and her gun. She should while not holding be on, it while holding it and yeah. pointing it. Yeah. She should yeah. not be on the force. This yeah. is a, person there is no, on the force. now I don't care about yeah. his, uh, weapons charge because if he should be, shall not the be right of the, pe- the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Yeah. The aggravated robbery, in which he choked he choked some woman and tried to steal her rent money and held a gun to her head. Okay. That crime. Get it. Yes. That's a crime. One hundred percent crime. Yeah. Uh, yep. He got released on bail on a hundred thousand dollars bound. Um and he was supposed to show up for court and he didn't. So yes, he he deserved due process for that crime. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. He deserved due process for that crime and he should have gotten it. Yep. You knew where he lived. Granted, he tried to run during the he tried to run and you knew he had a gun. You don't know if he had the gun on him, but you know he has one because of the gun's charge. But but if you had just let him drive away, you could have gone to his house and arrested him. You could have gone to his girlfriend's house who was in the car with them. Right. He wasn't going to do a multi-state thing. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Like, and, uh, and, and also uh, go ahead. 
like Jacob says in the uh, comments, uh, cops are not the judge or jury, and they aren't. Exactly. They are yeah. not. We're, she, if she was in fear of her life, whether uh, Kimberly Potter was in fear of her life or not, she w- well, she wasn't in fear of her life because she thought she thought she pulled the taser and not the gun. Exactly. According to her. You should have just yep. let him go and gone to arrest him. Yeah. Or maybe know your, your arms better because there is no taser that feels like a gun. And she had to know what her equipment felt like. I, again, in the heat of the moment, you do whatever and, and that, but, but here's what I will say in a similar situation. If one of us accidentally shot someone and killed them instead of tasing them, we would be arrested. We, there would not be this, you know, internal investigation and put them on desk duty that we would be arrested while they determined like that. This is, this is the thin blue line that we constantly are, t- are hearing about, and that is making people increasingly angry and frustrated. You cannot have two sets of standards for justice in this country. If we are held to one standard, the police need to be held to that standard, too. If the police are held to one standard, we need to be held to that standard, too. You can't have it where, oh, she's a cop, so we have to give special deference. No, you don't. If anything, if there were going to be any double standard, it should be that their standards higher because they're the ones that are actually authorized to use deadly force in cases that we're not or not deadly force, but use force in cases that we certainly would not be. So they need to be held more, even more accountable. At the very least, they need to need to be held as accountable, not much less accountable. That makes no sense at all. The fact that Joe Gutierrez got fired shocks. Like it shouldn't surprise me. It yeah, I was surprised that Joe Gutierrez got fired, but I was shocked that he got fired. And my first thought when I read it was, I bet he still gets his pension. Oh, he my- might. That was my very first thought was, I bet he still gets his pension as opposed to being fired with no pension, no benefits, just gone. And that is a problem. Yeah, when we need to end qualified immunity. Thought, that is a problem. Yeah, we need to end qualified immunity. We need to really look at these police unions. We need to look at public employee unions in general. Public employee unions are basically organizations that use taxpayer money to advocate for more taxpayer money and less accountability for their members. Uh, But when it's police, people can die. So that is a special addition, a special level of what do we have? Oh, good, a moth. We have a moth here. so there's going to be a tiny moth flying around me for the rest of the show, apparently. Um, it, we need to be looking at police unions and deciding if that's even something that we truly need. That that seems to be increasingly unpopular across the board, the police unions. Um, and uh, we also need to a very interesting uh, suggestion that was made at a uh, at a justice forum that I attended uh, last week. Um, someone suggested in, in Atlanta that, you know, we've heard the thing about that the police officers sh- should have to carry uh, liability insurance. But here's the kicker to that. It needs to be private insurance. And if they can't get covered, they can't serve. So if they have a complaint against them, no insurance company is going to touch them. So it's not just they're held accountable and they have to pay for it and not the taxpayer. But it's also, yeah, no, they never get to be a cop again, probably, depending on how bad, how severe the charge was. And even if it wasn't that severe of a charge, it might take a few years before they decide. And they may they may force them to, you know, it's like when you drive and you get in trouble more than a certain number of times, they won't insure you unless you do training and stuff like that. They may make them do like anger management and stuff like that before they'll ever even consider insuring them again. And if it's something real egregious, they'll just never insure them again. That's a great way to take police off. 
off the force, make it where they have to have insurance and they have to get covered to be able to even serve. Kimberly Potter would need training courses and what a taser feels like versus a gun. Yeah, no, she'd never get caught. After that, there's no way that they would ever, ever, ever cover her again. So that's yeah. a perfect example Andrea of that. Donald, uh, has she brings up a point uh, that we've actually talked about on the show um, about uh, how if they get private how if they get uh, liability insurance it would co- it would cost us more as taxpayers. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It would cost. Well, but yes. here's the part of that: we could make it. I mean, <laughs> there's no perfect solution here. We could say, uh, uh, here's the thing, though, Andrea. The cost of them having to cover insurance, even if it there was a, a, a modest boost to their pay, it's going to be far less than when the city of uh, Louisville has to pay out forty five million dollars to the family of Breonna Taylor. Not just because they're the ones having to pay it through the insurance companies, but also because when the cops do much other stupider, like dumber, smaller stuff, because very rarely does a cop go from zero to kill someone in their house or mistake their taser for their gun. Usually there's a bunch of other stuff like Derek Chauvin before he killed George Floyd. There were like 17 other complaints against him. Um, and, uh, you know, long before he would have gotten to that point, the insurance companies would have been like, no, we are definitely not covering you. Um, so that that would be a very powerful thing. You know, some people are saying just end cops, eliminate the governments. You're talking to two anarchists here. We are 100 percent behind that. We're talking about kind of the mid steps in between that could happen in the meantime. Uh, we right. we'd but we certainly agree with that. Um, so there is no good way to segue from a police shooting to this silly story because it's not, I mean, one this was a tragic killing of Duante Wright and the other one is a silly thing. So I'm not even going to try to segue. We're just going to say that that was a very tragic thing and hopefully the police are held accountable. And now we're going to talk about something really, really just, Important. I'm actually a little impressed. <laughs> so Usher, the, the, the famed, Multi platinum artist. Yeah, would you? I love. He's so rich and producer. This man has to be worth like nine, eight, nine figures. Yeah, I like nine figures easy. Nine figures easy. Easily, Um, he is under fire for paying strippers with fake money with his face on them. With his face on it. This is just giving. These bills out to strippers and like making it rain at the club and with this. Oh, he's got different denominations. I only saw the hundred. He has twenties. There's also fifties, but the hundred was the clearest picture. Yeah, he made different denominations of these bills and he was handing them out to strippers. This man, I'm going to look up his net worth. I mean, this is a multi-platinum artist who also has done some acting and is a producer. Usher net worth. These aren't really all that great, but yeah. So yeah, he has roughly a net worth of around $180 million. This man is worth nine figures. Yeah. And he is walking out here handing... Fake, I mean, all money's fake, but money you can't, that has no, you know, in value at all, even even less money than a fiat note to strippers. This is not, you know, well, I'm not going to say that. I'm not willing to say that. I bet in Usher dollar, 
is worth more than an American single dollar bill. I'm a single dollar bill? Yes, but if you think you're getting hundies, then... No, you're not going to get hundies, but it, it is worth more than some fiat money. That's fair. Yeah, that's worth more than a dollar. I'll give you that. That's worth more than a dollar, but it's not worth a hundred. It's not worth whatever he was getting for it. Well, it's worth what he was getting for it. I mean... It was worth the lap dance or whatever it was he was getting. I guess so. Well, I mean, he might have been... That's incredible. That is just... That is amazing. Now, many people do think it's a publicity stunt for his uh, new single that is coming out. Love passing fake bills in this club. Featuring young Jeezy. Or... haven't used that one in a long time that one in a long time and i could that was a what um (laughs) oh gosh yeah you can't even hear it they can though wow i had that's a palate cleanser uh, i went through usher's entire catalog to look for that joke i mean you did as good as you could i mean really i was i really wanted to do you could have done like confessions but he hasn't confessed so You remind me of a bill that I once knew. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I think that was about the best that you could do. Uh, Once knew. Um. See my face whenever I look at you. Actually, that's kind of fun. That one has legs. That one does have legs. That one has legs. So I'll tell you what also has legs sometimes, except when he's going upstairs to an airplane, is Joe Biden. Uh, has issued six executive orders on gun control on Thursday. Uh, He started strong. He started strong. Nothing, nothing I'm about to recommend in any way impinges on the Second Amendment. They're phony arguments suggesting that these are Second Amendment rights at stake from what we're talking about. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. I'm just going to stop real quick there. If this is the case, I want to talk about the 16th Amendment. If no amendment is absolute, then I want to have some conversations about some of the other amendments. Can't yell crowd. You can't yell fire in a crowded movie theater. We call a freedom of speech. From the very beginning, you couldn't own any weapon you wanted to own. From the very beginning, the Second Amendment existed. Certain people weren't allowed to have weapons. So the- I'm going to just put that, I'm going to play that part again. We call a freedom of speech. From the very beginning, you couldn't own any weapon you wanted to own. Here From you the go. the very beginning of the Second Amendment existed, certain people weren't allowed to have weapons. Certain people weren't allowed to have weapons. We're going to go back to that in a bit. So the idea is just bizarre to suggest that some of the things we're recommending are contrary to the Constitution. Now, when Joe Biden says that no amendment is absolute, immediately we all think the 16th, as Spike yeah. did, as many of you have done in over Facebook and Twitter, and we even have a question coming about coming up about it in the uh, personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law anchor Colin moment. But for Joe Biden, and I believe this wholeheartedly. 
the amendment he was thinking of the most was the 13th. I don't have a compelling argument against that. Yeah. I, I, when I came up with that earlier, uh, like yesterday when I was doing the cut, when I was doing the notes, I was like, I bet his favorite one's the 13th. And then I sat there and I didn't put it in the notes because I was like, that's a really dark joke. And unfortunately it's probably true. No, especially after what he said. Uh, and, and we're, we're going to slaves, right? Most of us are talking about slaves, black people, right? And that's certainly one of them. Uh, Nalik Trop says, uh, I would be one of those certain people. Uh, Nalik is a indigenous person in, in Alaska. That was the other certain people. Yeah. Slaves and natives. Hey, guess why? It it weren't it, it to keep them safe. I actually was looking for a shirt that you gave me to wear on today's episode. Yes. And I had a picture of the Native Americans natives, and it yep. said, turn in your guns. They said, trust us. They said, turn in your guns. We'll protect you. I don't remember what it says. I couldn't find yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, time. yeah. Turn in your guns. It worked for the it, 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 turn in, in turn in the guns to stay safe. That worked for the great for the natives or something like that. Yeah, something, yeah. something like that. Yeah, no, I was gonna it's... wear that on today's show, but I couldn't find it in time. But um, right when he says that not everybody could have a gun back then, he is talking about Native Americans and slaves. Yeah. Yeah. And I got some pushback on this on Twitter. Oh, you're just filling that in. Who else? Yeah, name somebody else. Who else? The only other group I know of was very uh, uh, temporarily during the Whiskey Rebellion, uh, George Washington uh, um, uh, ordered the confiscation of guns from uh, veterans who were uh, who were uh, demanding that they get paid what they were owed and uh, did not want to have to pay a tax to pay off war debts for foreign countries when they were still not getting paid for their debts for what they paid, what they did fighting. Um but again, that was a temporary gun seizure. That wasn't even where he was saying he could, they couldn't own them like long term. That was just they couldn't have them then because they were actively protesting, which is kind of funny that that's one of the first things that happened when this country was founded was a gun seizure of veterans. Um, but yeah, no, I can almost guarantee you that's not who he was talking about. And again, that was just a temporary thing in terms of certain people not being allowed to own weapons. That was black people and natives. And not just black people, slaves and natives. Because if you gave guns to slaves and natives, or not even gave them, if you let them have them, all of a sudden, folks, yeah, no, a lot of what happened wouldn't have. It's hard to do a trail of tears on a bunch of people who will shoot you. It's hard to... And he literally said that as a justification. He, yeah, when he said that, I was I just stared for a minute, and I said he had to have misquoted. Like he 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 did not read his teleprompter correctly, because yep. you know he did not do that speech front to back. There's no way he read that, and I was like he had to have misread that. And wow, and you're thought, right. There is that was a that oh, was wow. A they gave him that to say he. They somebody wrote that and put it in there for him. 
Somebody wow. on his woke progressive team wrote that line. They said, how can we put something in that's pro-gun control, but still shows that Joe Biden is kind of like like soft racist that occasionally says the quiet part? Right. I mean, it's on brand. I'll give them that. It is very Joe Biden. Like they're they're channeling Joe there, but I don't know how helpful that's going to be. Uh, you know, and le- okay, let's go to the logical conclusion here because I've heard people go, "Well, but it's true, you know, it's always that's always been infringement." Okay, well, that's not a reason to do more of them, but let's do it. Let's say, okay, great, that means that they should do that now. Uh, for as long as the Constitution has existed, there have been certain people who haven't had any rights in this country. They were treated as cattle. Or they were uh, routinely moved around from their land and shoved onto new land, which also then was taken from them. And they were subjected to regular attacks and abuse and harm. And again, then there's the ones that were just treated like animals and cattle and weren't given the rights of humans. Yep. So using that same line of thought, that means that, as he said, no amendment is absolute. And the Bill of Rights is really just garbage. Actually, I mean, what he's saying is really true. The government violates your rights whenever they want to, and they find whatever justification in the Article 1 that they possibly can, which there's plenty of them. And uh, But that's not good. That might be a feature and not a bug, but that's not something you trumpet. That's the thing you're not, you're not supposed to say that part. You're not supposed to point that out. Like, yeah. Granted, right now, arguably... We have the Third Amendment intact. For now. For now. For now. Although I cannot wait to, like, really become aggressive on that one, like drive by troops with my fist raised and say, shall not quarter, and then drive, you know. (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah, like, that's the only, like, of the Bill of Rights, that is the only one that we have not just completely trampled on. And with the first, you saw it massively uh, over the course of the last year because of COVID. Can't peaceably, yep. can't peaceably uh, assemble. Yep. yep. Can't peaceably assembled. Yep. The freedom of religion, people were arguing because uh, they were closing churches also under the... They were closing churches, yeah. Um, freedom of speech, your government government really hasn't hit you on freedom of speech for anything but man they are promoting it they're wanting to they're setting the groundwork for that to be the next thing but they absolutely hit your right to assemble last year and i know because i went all over the country and was multiple times told i couldn't assemble peacefully with people who just wanted to stand outside and talk about politics and most of the time we did it anyway because since like 30 of us had guns and what were they going to do um and uh and in miami it was just we had such numbers we were like okay we're gonna do it anyway so what are you gonna do uh but in new york city yeah there wasn't really much we could do that was like a place where we were outnumbered by the police new york's different y'all like new york is manhattan is there's a lot of cops Especially when everyone's staying indoors because they're kind of trying to get everyone not to go anywhere during COVID. There's just a lot of, there were a lot of cops. That's probably how many cops are usually out there, but then there's way more people. But no, they were still out there even without the people. There's a lot of them. Caboose, Caboose, Georgia. Caboose GA uh, on YouTube says, I thought the third was violated because they took some empty hotel rooms for the guard last year. I've forgotten about that. Oh, gosh. Yeah. 
They did do that. They took empty hotel rooms in some city and put the National Guard in them. And they're just like, no, we're going to take these and they're going to stay here. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew we were. There was some kind of Third Amendment thing. Now, that's not, you know, to the extreme of like going into someone's house, but that's someone's private property. It's someone's private property. Wow. Yeah, that was good. That was good. That was a good, yeah, good, good catch there, Caboose. Yeah, I know it's, and I mean, we've seen multiple things here, um, references to, oh yeah, no bad, you know, bad things happened in the past. Therefore, should we, we should be able to do more bad things. It's like the worst argument. I just can't believe he said it. Certain people. I wish he had said it. You know what? Have the have the stones to say who? Well, you know, it's like we've never let the blacks have guns like that. We've been arresting them like seven that, to one that over was white people. Biden moment. There was a time. I mean, when corn, we'd have never let corn pop have a gun. Not, not everyone was allowed to have a firearm. You know who I'm talking about. You know. You know. The, you know the blacks and the Indians. And then you know Kamala gets up and says, "I was the little girl that couldn't have a gun." <laughs> Oh, uh, breaking news. Bitcoin is crashing uh, to let's see what Bitcoin's crashing to. Thank you, Joshua, for the heads up there. Joshua McCose. Bitcoin is crashing down to a, a record low of sixty three thousand two hundred eighty eight dollars and forty cents. Oh, it's a record high. Um, oh, um, Bitcoin crashing, folks, to a record high of sixty three two eighty eight. Bitcoin is dead. And I wish you people would just acknowledge it. It's dead. Dead. It is dead. Dead. It's as dead as a thing that's worth $63,288.40 as of print time, which is as of, load as time. Of live time. Yeah. When, yeah. Uh, 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 Nalik, is it Nalik or Nalik? And now you're going to have to explain that, you know, in text. But uh, we, yeah, we went from something else to certain people. By the dip. Yeah, by the dip. It's down. It's real low right now. It's 63. Meanwhile, I I will say this, and this is I'm not this is not financial advice. I am just a Jew on the Internet. It's talking. I just like the coin. Okay, I'm not. It's not financial advice. More financially sound than pretty much anybody I know in real life. Right. But I'm not licensed. I'm not a licensed Jew. I'm just I'm an unlicensed Jew. (laughs) Ooh, that's I shouldn't have said that. I mean, I am, but anyway, I, I, weird. what's that? You're not a card carrying Jew. That's weird. I'm sure I have a card that's very Jewish somewhere, but I'm not licensed with the state. Mm. I'm, I'm a member of the private Jew organization, of course, the civic, you know, but the political part, not the military part. I need to stop talking. I, uh, I think that you can add a zero at the end there and that's probably about what this thing's going to end up being worth when it starts hitting hitting an equilibrium somewhere between 500,000 and a million that's just my opinion um so i still say you're buying low if you if you buy in now and i say this is someone that bought a lot lower than this but not but i could have bought it in 2010 I'd be so rich. 
Anyway, uh, so some of the executive orders, that Joe Biden. Yes, yeah, some of the executive orders that Joe Biden put in place for certain people. For certain people. Um. Yeah. Nalik is my yep. Well, that doesn't help out at all. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, read this. In, right, but how is it? How is it? Now I need to know how. Yeah, yep, it gets pronounced. By the way, I'm going to be meeting her uh, on Saturday, actually Friday. Friday and Saturday, I'm going to be in Wasilla, Alaska for Gold Rush. Um, If you want to find out more about how you can attend online, you don't have to be in Alaska. I'd love for you to come up there, but it is a schlep. So if you can't get to Alaska by Saturday, then uh, go to lpalaska.org slash gold rush, and you can find out how you can be a part of it. You pick. You pick. You pick, but then is na- is it Nalik, 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 Nalik? Anyway, so Joe Biden's executive order is within 30 days. The Justice Department is going to come out with a rule that will close regu- a regulatory loophole that allows ghost guns to be purchased without a background check. Now, for anybody who isn't. God, our audience already knows. But for anybody who out there who isn't a regular listener of ours, a ghost gun uh, is oftentimes like when you buy the lower third kits or Mm -hmm. you 3D print them. And Joe Biden stood there in front of God and everybody, and he said, we need to make sure that they have serial numbers on them when they go out. And I was thinking... Uh, nobody's going to 3D print a serial number yeah. on a ghost gun. Um, yep. The lower thirds, they're probably not going to do that either because then you're going to end up potentially with guns with separate serial numbers. <laughs> you're there, you're just going to scrape yeah, them. Yeah, I... It seems like all of these rules are written by people who have almost no concept of how guns work. Like... You're going to have a gun with multiple serial numbers, which makes it worse. Yeah. It's going to be impossible to track because there's going to be multiple serial numbers on it. It's impossible to track. It is incredible. This is the fusion center of gun tracking now. Like this is, you know, they're they're going to have so much information to be like, this gun had 17 serial numbers. That helps us not at all. Where is it from? It's from uh, four different states. Oh, thanks for that one, Johnson. That helped. Um, he also uh, said that within 60 days they will propose a rule uh, that makes a makes it clear a device marketed as a stabilizing brace, which effectively allows a pistol to operate as a short-barreled rifle, is subject to the requirements of the Ni- National Firearms Act, the NFM, which means that having the pistol, fine. Having the thing that puts it right here to stabilize it, so, like, if you're an amputee who can't stabilize it with the other hand, then you are now in violation of the NFA. Or if you're a small person that doesn't have the strength to deal with recoil, that that's also that, that, that that's actually how those are used often. Is I mean, there are some higher caliber pistols, or just like smaller, like for example, women who are trying to protect themselves that are not able to do that now because of this. It's and then he also urged Congress to pass a national red flag law 
as well as legislation incentivizing states to pass red flag laws of their own. Uh, In the interim, the Justice Department's published model legislation will make it easier for states that want to adopt red flag laws to do so. In case you were wondering what a red flag law is, imagine if one of your friends or just someone who doesn't like you, actually not your friend, someone who doesn't like you knows you have a gun, so they call the police and say you're a danger. And instead of you having any right to due process or even knowing what's going on, they just come to your house early in the morning with a SWAT team and tell you to give them your guns. Now, what I learned uh, today, I did not I did not know about this story. There was a man, I believe it was in Texas, who had a red flag order called on him by a doctor. And the doctor called the red flag order on him because the guy did a bunch of terrible Yelp reviews on his doctor practice. Wow. And he had a red flag order served to him. You could have you could have all of your guns and rights taken away because of Yelp reviews. And if yep. somebody went back through my Yelp review history, especially when I was drinking, my guns would all be gone. <laughs> yep. This is this is scary stuff. Like this is the kind of stuff that <sighs> it could be anything. It could anything. just be, hey, you said something mean to me on the internet. I'm telling. Like, you know, swatting where people would call the police and say, oh, there's an yeah. active hostage situation and they would get there and hear the person yelling stuff because they're playing like Call of Duty or something. And they would swat the, the person because they wanted them off the game and like people were getting killed. This is swatting, but for everything. You could. So, yeah, you could even do that. It, it would be red flagging and some kids in there, some 12 year old kids in there. You call in a red flag order on the 12-year-old kid, they're taking the parents' guns. They're taking everything in that yeah. house. Yeah. That's not yeah. that kid's. Yeah. yeah. This is just it's, – it's it, and keep in mind, for those who are very upset but support Trump, Donald Trump started this. He was the one pushing for this at the federal level. He was pushing for red flag laws in all 50 states. He was demanding them. This was where he famously say, you take the, said, you take the guns first, due process later. That's not how due process works. And now when Joe Biden, guarantee you, if Joe Biden or his team have even an ounce of political sensibility, when they push for the red flag stuff, they're going to say, well, Donald Trump said it. And they'll be right. Yep. Red flag laws are a blatant disregard for the Second Amendment, for your personal freedom and uh, your rights as a human being. Yeah, your Fourth Amendment, Fifth Amendment, really most of the Bill of Rights is disregarded by the uh, by red flag laws. And a national red flag law would 100% be a violation of the Tenth Amendment because so there is this, no justification. This is not a national red flag law. I, want, I, want to make I thought it, it said that he's urging them it to pass a, one. It is that he is urging them to give out a template to the states for the states to pass. Ah, so it is it is not a national red flag law now. OK, OK. As we have seen in the past, you don't really see it that much anymore, but we've seen it in the past where let's say that, uh, I don't know, Reagan We'll just say for fun, for funsies, we'll say Reagan. Mm. He wanted the drinking age across the country to be mm, 21. Uh, Hypothetically. Hypothetically. All of this hypothetically. He wanted the drinking age to be 21. And he's like, well, I can't do that because, you know, the states get to make their own laws. But, man, that would be really great. And he goes, oh, wait, I have an idea. What we can do is we can 
not give them any highway funding unless they make their drinking age 21. And George Bush was there going, excellent, excellent idea, sir. And that wow. is how. Thank you. And Yeah, no, that was good. Thanks. Um, I worked on that so much today. Um, that was good. No, that was really good stuff. And uh, so if Joe Biden wanted a national red flag law, he could go, well, yeah, but you won't get school funding if you don't pass this national red flag yep. law. Yep, yep, yep. He's not making a national red flag law. You're passing it in the state. It's federalism, folks. Yep. <laughs> So this is that was a good Reagan. I, I do want to say that that was a good Reagan. Um, so other things, other actions include directing five federal agencies to make changes to 26 different programs to direct. Here's where the slush fund stuff comes in to direct vital support to community violence intervention programs as quickly as possible. Here's what that really means. Take taxpayer money and give it to a bunch of crony groups. Uh, crony nonprofits and prof- for-profit groups uh, to uh, uh, to because the groups want much more than this and they'll get upset. So instead they get money and then they pretend that this is a good thing. Uh, incidentally, this is really a bunch of uh, screwing around on the margins except for that red flag thing. And it's, it's security theater. Oh, we're going to make you safe with this. And they're just chipping away at your right to keep and bear arms. But the reality is none of this is going any, there is not a single person who can seriously look you in the face and tell you that this is going to do a single damn thing to stop a shooting or make anyone safer. It's just to punish people who didn't vote for Joe Biden. Um, the uh, Justice Department is also going to issue an annual report on firearms tracking and thankfully this schmuck is gonna be is being nominated to head the atf and if you think this is a punchable face what's that joe biden called it the aft nice the aft if you're looking at this guy and thinking man this guy seems like he has a punchable face well wait till you hear some more about David Chipman. Good old David Chipman. David Chipman is a 25-year veteran of the AFT uh, or the ATF. That's really all you need to know at this point. That's that's That's, pretty much it. That's really it. Yeah. um, He testified before Congress uh, that current owners of AR-15 should be treated like owners of machine guns. Mm. And you know what? I agree. Yeah. Because machine guns should be legal. Right, because they should just be treated like everyday people that you see walking on the streets. Um, Simply reinstating the 90s era ban on assault weapons is not enough, Chipman said in his 2019 testimony. Um, (laughs) One option would be to require the registration of all existing assault weapons in civilian hands under the NFA. The NFA imposes an excise tax and registration requirements to possess certain weapons. Applicants must pack, pass a background check, provide fingerprints and a photo, and pay a $200 transfer tax and register their weapon with the ATF, attempting to set up the National Registry for anything that uh, is a weapon. Because he yeah. does, nobody defines what an assault weapon is. 
Yep. Because they can't. Because there's there no is such no thing. such thing. In the industry, there's no such thing as an assault weapon. And you could technically argue that any weapon, including not just firearms, are assault weapons. So you want to go the path of uh, Great Britain, which is making anything that's not like a steak knife uh, uh, illegal, including many longer blade knives. Yeah, go this way. This will be uh, a lot of stuff. And you're saying, no, that could never happen. It says firearms. Yeah, no, that's how government works. Think of all the things you do that are called something, but yet they have nothing to do with that thing. That's called mission creep. That's exactly how government works. If you think about England, where they got rid of guns, and now you can't have a screwdriver or a hammer. Yep. Or a butter knife. Yep. Because they can be used to shank people. Um, You can be used to hurt people. And the reason that they had to do that was everyone started stabbing each other. Well, that's because they didn't have guns anymore. Right. Now... When he was serving as a case agent many a year ago, (laughs) he was a case agent in the Branch Davidian trial before eventually rising to serve as the first uh, head of the agency's firearms. He said that the people inside the Branch Davidian compound in Waco used two fifty caliber barrettes to shoot down two Texas Air National Guard helicopters. These are people he helped burn to death and then posed in front of their corpses. And then he slanders he their dead. He's shitty person. Yeah. This is someone. He literally made up something saying that they were shooting down helicopters with 50 caliber uh, uh, Barrett's. That is 100 percent false. They didn't do any of that. They did get they did burned shoot, alive at the helicopters. But they didn't have 50 caliber Barrett's or else those doctors wouldn't have made it. Yeah, they didn't shoot anything down. And if they had had Barrett's, they would have 100 percent shot those (laughs) those helicopters down. He's just making stuff up and he can make it up because they can't respond because he killed them because he killed them all. Now, he did say this, like many people might be like, oh, well, he might have said that back in the 90s before the Internet. No, he said that in an AMA on Reddit last year. Yep. Yep. He is terrible. Um, At the beginning of the pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, he was on some show. I don't know which one. And he said, if we can imagine, imagine how horrible this crisis is, the people who hoarded the guns might decide six months from now, once they see no zombies around, but they've run out of tuna and beef jerky, that they need the money to buy food. Now, in the full quote that I watched, he said, I don't know, maybe I wish I had a Chipman impression, but I honestly don't. Never mind. I'll get to that part later. Um, yeah. He said, keep it unloaded, hide it behind your beef jerky and canned tuna and stare out your windows waiting for the zombies to come, even though they won't. And he went on this long rant and then he ended it with that because he thinks anybody that wants to own a, a firearm, anybody that wants to own a weapon is some slack jawed yokel who believes that the government is going to try to come and take the gun away from him, which he is actively working to do as he sits on the board of like two separate massive uh, uh, gun control lobbies. Yep. Yep. He also uh, is a, he's also in a part, a partner in a company uh, that is selling equipment that can detect gunfire. So he's double dipping, of course. He's, Double dipping. Yeah, He's once double he retired dipping. from the ATF, he started working in the lobbying business to get rid of guns. 
Yeah. No, this guy is a uniquely terrible person. I mean, this is... These are the people when they go, we're not trying to take your gun. Yeah, no, they are 100% trying to take your guns. They see the they see you being able to defend yourselves against them even remotely as the problem. This is a man who set children on fire because their parents had guns. This is a man who set children on fire because the ATF needed funding. Let's get that. That's true, too. Yeah. Yeah, the ATF because Janet Reno needed funding. Yeah, Janet Reno and the ATF needed funding, and they were going to close down the department. They said, "Oh, well, we need to show that we're worth something." So let's go after this guy and not arrest him while he's going out for coffee every single day. We can get him while he's in town, but instead, let's take all of the resources of the ATF and of the Texas National Guard, and we're going to storm this compound in Waco, and we are going to burn women and children and men and David Koresh to the ground. And then we're going to tell everybody that they were stockpiling weapons. Yeah. And we're going to do such do it in a way that gets some of our own agents killed to start off just so we can get the public behind us burning them all to the ground. So they don't even care about their own agents. This is about getting to do this to people with your money. For your safety. And these are the people, incidentally, that are telling you that they really have a serious problem with you having a firearm because you might use it for violence. That's a wreckage that used to have a hundred something people in it. There are actually bodies in that picture. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, there's bodies. There are charred bodies somewhere in that photo that he is proudly uh, standing at. I just pointed to him like people could tell where I was pointing like I'm John Madden, but uh, no, you can't. Um, But yeah, they're like kind of dead center in that photo. Yep. He also wants to get rid of basically any magazine that holds more than like five. Kind of on the lower end of the things that is most egregious about him, but still terrible. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's still terrible because it makes it that much harder for you to fight back against him. We just completely lost our signal. Oh, it's back. Okay. This is, uh, you know, anyone who wants to stop him from doing this to you is what it's about. So are we doing uh, our next guest or are we doing Chris Reynolds next? Let's do Chris Reynolds and then we will do our next guest. Okay, cool. So our uh, next segment is the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call-in moment, where you can call in and leave us messages on anchor.fm slash muddied waters. You can leave us messages. And every Tuesday on the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call-in moment, you're going to play it on your side, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, And... Uh, you can call in and you can uh, do you can leave us messages and we will answer them. You can also donate if you go to anchor.fm slash muddied waters. You can leave us uh, money. You can donate to us uh, and become one of our regular donors. Um, now, you do not have to give us money for us to uh, to listen to or answer your your questions that you leave. But we will like you more. That's true. It's true. So our first question comes from Alex from Virginia. Hello, hello. Alex from Virginia calling in on the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney of law, anchor call in a moment. I have a question today for the two of you about qualified immunity and the 14th Amendment. I think it's the 14th Amendment. I'm not sure. I'm driving right now. I'm not really going to take the time to look it up. But Section 1 of the 14th Amendment, if I'm right, 
says something along the lines of all citizens are granted equal protection under the law, and if that's the case, shouldn't everyone have qualified immunity? Thank you. And uh, stay tuned. I'm going to have another constitutional question for you guys. Uh, so, you know, stay tuned for that. Bye. Personally, I really like how Alex from Virginia used the term use guys <laughs> instead of the clo- colloquial y'all that they use in Virginia, especially where he's from. Um, yeah, no, he made a good point. If, uh, you know, equal protection under the law and they get to have this qualified immunity, do we not get to say, hey, we thought that that was perfectly reasonable given what our job is? Equal protection I mean, under the law. Like, I, it, it's a great, it's a great, uh, observation <laughs> it's Can't a good that. yeah i mean let's i'm good with it i'm good I'm, with it. if if we all get immunity then we can just i mean then they'll have to dequalify the immunity and make it where we don't have it they'll defund immunity once once we get it as well no it's a good question it is uh here's our next question from alex from virginia how many questions do we have Hello, hello. Alex from Virginia calling in on the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law anchor call-in moment. And as promised, I have another constitutional amendment question. And our beloved president, Joseph R. Biden, said that no amendment is absolute. And he was referring to the Second Amendment, of course. Mm. And with... This in mind, that no amendment being absolute and the federal government coming along and infringing on our rights to self-defense and the ownership of guns, can I infringe on the federal government's 16th Amendment right to levy an income tax? Stay tuned to find out whether or not I go to prison for tax evasion. Thank you. When one day we stop getting messages from Alex from Virginia and we just We'll know that he tried to... Say that right. the Sixteenth Amendment was an absolute. Listen, I support saying that the Article One is an absolute. That'd solve a lot of these problems. Um, but yeah, no, they'll they'll definitely first they'll just try to fine you, and then it'll escalate from there. Unfortunately, uh, I'm going to skip the next one for time. But Alex, that's a great idea. You know what I'm talking about. Um, I may use that idea. Here's our next question from Jorge Mendoza. Cool. I just heard this story of a blind woman who lived across from a park. She would go over and hand out little pamphlets of uh, the Gospel of John. And um, she was told that she couldn't do that. And she was kicked out of the park, as well as the library that I guess was on the park property. Um, and this was really devastating for her. Uh, I believe from what I understand, it went to court and it was ruled that she had the right to be there. Um, do you feel like this was the correct call from the court system? And, um, could you just talk about how important the, freedom of religion is to everyday Americans. So 
I think I understood that right. Uh, a blind woman went yeah. to a park across from her house and was handing out the Gospel of John, and she was told by the library that was on the park that she couldn't do that, and then she was banned from the park and the library. And then the court says, yes, you can do that. Yes, the court made the right decision there. Yes, that's the correct. Absolutely made the right decision there. And I don't care if that woman was handing out the Gospel of John, the Gospel of John Smith, the Koran, the the yeah, the tower of motorcycle riding i don't like motorcycle whatever that's called i don't care what i don't care what the, i don't care if they were handing out my book like they yeah. have a right to do it um, and how to talk to your dogs about communism and homosexuality like it really doesn't matter what book was being handed out um you have a right to peacefully assemble on public and property and to and to freedom of speech and handing yeah. out if if someone doesn't want it now, if she's making people take it, that's one thing. But if she's saying, hey, can I give you this? And people are going, yeah, no, thank you. I mean, she's blind, so I don't think she's being too right. terribly aggressive. Um, Either that or just like overly because she doesn't know that they're going, no, please, no. <laughs> yeah, that that could be possible. Yeah. And more than likely, she's just being a kind old lady standing there asking people if they like her you know, tracks or whatever. And they're going, yeah, sure. Or no, thank you. That's. Yeah, no, that was the courts were absolutely correct. And you have a right to it's not, you know, the right to religious uh, uh, observance is really just an extension of the right to free speech and the right to free expression. You know, in in the same token that you should be able to give out uh, Gospel of John tracts, you should be able to give out. I Here's why. Here's something I wrote about why I think God's not real or whatever, or why I think that, you know, Here's my take on why everyone's wrong about the New Testament or whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. As long as you're not threatening anyone or hurting anyone or trying to harm anyone, then they can choose whether they want to take it or not. And you're being peaceful about it and you're on public property. So, yeah, no, that was 100% correct. It wasn't establishing a religion. She wasn't going there and saying, this is the new religion of this city and everyone has to follow it. She's following her own faith and sharing stuff with people. Yeah, no, that's 100% protected. Yeah. Every, everything that she did was okay, and the courts made the right call. Yes. Here's our next question from the Gravy King himself, Matt Laser Legend Hicks. Hey, guys, this is Matt Hicks calling in on the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney of law, anchor Colin moment with your South Carolina spotlight. In recent news... Governor Henry the Bitch McMaster signed an executive order forbidding state uh, social services to take in any migrant children. In spite of the fact that this program is fully funded already by the federal government and the checks have already been written and cashed. One would think that a devout Christian who recently signed a six-week abortion ban bill because it was what God wanted him to do, would consider Matthew chapter 25, verse 40, that says, don't do bad stuff to people because it's the same as doing bad stuff to Jesus. Laser leg. I got cut off. He went past the one minute, yeah. Yeah, he did. But no, he's right. I mean, you if you take money for something, then you got to spend it for that, especially if you already spent it. So as I learned on uh, Thursday, the Pennsylvania governor, uh, Wolf, Governor Wolf, he took just a, just a buttload of money uh, for uh, 
something that I don't have in front of me because I don't have the notes. Uh, it had to do with COVID. It was one of the COVID relief things. And he took just a buttload of money and then made the uh, the threshold for the people in Pennsylvania to get that money so high, he just ended up taking that money to cover a debt that uh, the Department of Corrections had. You know, in, in any other application, this would be called uh, uh, um, oh, what's it called? Mingling of fu- commingling of funds or embezzling. Like, there's so many different. If any other organization did this, where they raised money or took money in for a specific stated purpose and used it for something else, at the very least, it would be seen as a glaring, glaring ethics violation and almost, almost certainly something illegal. It is just amazing. It's just ah, that they can get away with this kind of stuff. Yeah. I can't remember how much it was like one point. Man, I, I don't remember how much money it was, but it was a lot of money. It was a lot of money. Um, but yeah, you're. I mean, you're right. Like they take the money, they can do whatever they want with it, even though they shouldn't be able to. Now here's our exactly. next question again from the Laser Legend himself. Hey, guy on left and Spike. This is Matt Hicks calling in on the personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney of law. Anchor call in moment. With your Minnesota Minute. So as you, uh, I'm sure, are well aware, cops in the Minneapolis area have killed another black man who was unarmed. Go figure. Um, I think it's telling that when the uh, police chief was making a statement about it immediately after the incident, he very stern-faced said, we're going to investigate ourselves and find that nothing was wrong. And we're going to get to the bottom of this. And instead of apologizing that somebody was killed at the hands of police, without an admission of guilt, of course, or responsibility, he instead decided to institute a curfew. That's the world we live in, folks. Hashtag laser legend. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's not really anything you can say other than that. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, no, you they're they're it's it's a situation where they're like, yeah, no, everything's gonna be fine. And then it's not. So then they lock everything down because it turns out, no, you can't just keep doing this. What's happening is the police departments are having to adjust to the fact that an increasing number of the population's like, no, yeah, no, you can't do this. And no, we aren't more concerned about the protests. We're concerned about you killing people. Stop doing that. And uh, and it's giving rise to people becoming more and more, uh, you know, incredulous about this stuff. And, you know, as we say, we we condemn riots. What's that? Maybe we wouldn't be having these protests if your officers would stop killing people. Stop killing people. That might help. And we, as always, we condemn the rioting. We condemn any damage to private property, people's lives, anything like that. Um, A, that's a great reason to end the war on guns and to allow people to protect themselves against people that are, you know, hurting them or looting them or attacking them. And B, maybe stop creating the catalyst that allows these types of things to happen. And then C, if people are out protesting, maybe focus on the looters instead of the protesters. That might help, huh? Might help. Here so how many more do we have left? Last one. This is our last one? Last one. Here's our last okay, one. Cool. Uh, it's it's very short, too, so I'm assuming that I already know what this is. Uh, from Josh McHose in Alaska. Hey, Matt and Spike. Josh McHose here. 
It's just gonna remind Spike to uh, that he better be on a fast for the, to prepare for this weekend when he gorges himself with all the salmon. Yeah. Well, first of all, don't tell me what to do. Um, I'm assuming you started that fast like a week ago. Oh, man, I have been intermittent fasting so hard. People don't realize how much I'm going to hurt my own body just to prove a point. Like, they don't get it. They don't get how bad this is about to be. I am going to 100% abuse my body up there with so much smoked fish. Oh, my gosh. Salmon? Wild-caught Alaskan salmon? That's, like, feet away from where they died? That's so delicious. Like straight off the boat. Just straight off the boat and, and right in the smoker. What's that? You can say straight off the boat in this situation and it's you're not being like xenophobic or racist in any way. No. Yeah. No, this gosh, is, no. This is when it's a very appropriate time to use This is term. an appropriate use of the term. Sure. Um, and we... Oh. Malik is right. Yeah, there is also caribou, which I know you can't eat. I can't have caribou, unfortunately. My wife can't. Oh, it is so good. Reindeer tastes delicious. A reindeer hot dog is just glorious. It is some of the best food. And folks, if we raise $1,000 between now and my uh, time in Alaska, uh, we will do a live stream where I get hit with a caribou hot dog in the face. And the sound of that, <laughs> the sound of that laughter <laughs> was our next guest. Our next guest. Our next guest. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Magnus Panvidya. Yes, no, Magnus Panvidya. Right, I hope I did. Yep, you got it right. Sweet. And he's in beautiful mud redacted. Uh, Magnus, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, it's it's nice to speak to you again, Spike. It's it's almost been like a year since you were in Flint almost. That was what, like late June, July. So gosh, was that a year? Well, no, so it was what, like two days after um I hate that the benchmark is like a couple days after I put my dog down, because that's when I know I remember when the bus tour started. So that would have been August twentieth. Okay. Was the last that. time I saw you. Yeah. Now, we've seen each other on some like Zoom chats and stuff like that. But, yeah, we haven't gotten to see each other. But I will be up there uh, at the end of June for the uh, the Michigan convention. So that's that's I'll, good. I will be there, too. I might be giving a presentation on practical anarchism. That's going to be super fun. I like it. I like it, man. And it's going to be awesome. We're going to be on uh, native grounds uh, because of the lockdowns. They're having to have it on a native reservation because it's the only place in Michigan where you can actually have an event because of these yep. ridiculous the lockdowns that they're going to keep through the summer after everyone's va- or most everyone's vaccinated. I, it, you have an incredible governor up there, by the way. Oh yeah, she, you know, lovely, lovely woman, done nothing wrong and hasn't caused any kind of you know drama that would make people come from up north with guns to the capital or anything like that. But uh, right, she shout, shout out to, to obviously all the tribes because they're always the most based. Uh, the first place I ever shot a fully automatic weapon was on the reservation. It was illegal. They were growing weed there 11 years before yeah. it was legal. And now they're just yeah. ignoring the lockdown. So I, I love yeah, that. Yeah, no, the tribes are... <laughs> 
The tribes are, you know, it's it, it's kind of, it, you know, it's it's hit or miss with some tribes. Some tribes are so reliant that there's not much they can do. Bureau of Indian Affairs is all over them. Some tribes are like, nah, we're in control. Screw you. We'll do whatever we want. And it sounds like the ones you're dealing with up there are in that latter category. It's yeah, awesome. Definitely, definitely Michigan is like borderline like anarcho capital capitalistan or whatever you want to put it. <laughs> like It's pretty nice. And cap, what, what do you know? What is the tribe there? Oh, uh, I mean, Do we you know? have like seven here. We have the Odawa, Chippewa, Potawatomi, Blackfoot, Cherokee. They're like, we're all over Michigan. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I don't so know it's which, whatever. It's I forgot where exactly we're going to be at. What tribe that is that runs and, that and Chippewa Stan or whatever it is. Yeah, that's. <laughs> so tell us what you've been up to. So you were just you just did a big event uh, up there and uh, a big uh, protest there. Tell us some of the stuff you've been up to. Uh, yeah, so I've been doing this kind of crazy idea called the Unity Coalition, where I'm trying to get uh, anti-fascist and Black Lives Matter members and all these different militias to kind of unite together around common issues and common causes. And it's working out surprisingly well. I think everybody's kind of startled at how good it's working. And uh, <laughs> I was I was in Louisville for the year anniversary of the, Breonna Taylor's death, and then I went to Washington D.C. for a Jillian, free Jillian Assange event, and then a fuck censorship event. And then most recently, we're in Lansing, Michigan, for uh, the year anniversary of Anthony Hulin, who was a man who died in Lansing jail under like the same exact way George Floyd did. And then the Lansing government like covered it up for two months while they were running around talking about how, because they're Democrats, of course, how awful what happened to George Floyd was and everything while they were burying a story oh. that they did the exact same thing wow. in, in their jail. And America. what was his name? Anthony Hulin? Anthony Hulan, yep, H U L O N. I'm gonna have to post quite a lot about that soon. Yeah, that's that is, nobody talked about it or nothing, and they they yeah, I've it never heard it. of them. Yep, I have not heard wow. that story. That is mind blowing. Yeah, uh, they, he was in jail too, and there was five cops instead of one cop, and they just put their knees on him for like I think it was like nine minutes straight until even the coroner ruled it as a death by asphyxiation, and they they buried it. I mean, I wish I could say I was surprised. They're out there defending George Floyd and saying Derek Chauvin. Yeah, because uh, the the mayor of Lansing is like a close friend with Whitmer, and Whitmer was running around all last year, you know, Democratic Party line. Yeah, yeah. He didn't say nothing about it, and and he didn't say nothing about it. And yep. You know, someone needs to make a meme where it shows them kneeling on, uh, you know, on on Anthony Hulin and it says, you know, in this murder scene, we believe that black lives matter. Science is real. Climate change, you know, the whole like, you know, the different. <laughs> have you like, have you seen that one meme where it's like uh, it's like Republican police policy and it's uh, Derek Chauvin kneeling and it's Democrat yeah. police policy and it's the cop staring at Derek Chauvin. It's, it's morbid. Pretty it's much. Like, that's a, that is that's <laughs> actually 100 percent accurate so it's awesome what you're doing you know you're bringing different disparate groups together to show that you know this is not the caricature that we're being given of these groups of anti-fascist groups and of you know black lives matter groups and of the the boog or the the cnn or whatever whatever y'all are calling yeah. whatever we're, we're calling ourselves to today we, we've re, we rebanded so many times that we got back to our original name just gone back to boogaloo you know i yeah. was kind of using boogaloo <laughs> from the beginning i'm like listen i'm normalizing the boogaloo like we're 
we're we're gonna just go back to Boogaloo and and you know we'll we'll you know all this other stuff was fun, but you know they're banning like entire part. I loved that they were banning like CNN and stuff like that. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, but you know, I, th- I think like one of their official affiliate pages got taken down because they assumed it was a Boogaloo group on Facebook. <laughs> it's like, I job. love that. <laughs> good job getting CNN Tampa knocked down or whatever. Um, but so this is really good stuff that you're doing because whenever I talk about the book, whenever I talk about people, you know, the right to keep and bear arms, without fail, here come the people going, oh, you know, the right to keep and bear arms, that's just a bunch of white people that want to say the N-word with the hard R. And it's like, no, this is about so much more than that. In fact, the people being the most disproportionately harmed by the war on guns are marginalized communities. It is black and brown communities. So to have you and other folks like you that are actually actively working to work with Black Lives Matter groups, Black Guns Matter groups, Black Panther groups, uh, even even groups on the left, you know, anti-fascist groups and things like that. It's really good to see that that, that that's happening. You're building this sort of anti-authoritarian unity coalition. It's fantastic, man. Yeah, in, uh, in Louisville, there was John Brown Gun Club, Black Panthers, NFAC, us, and then I think like one more group, all like together, yeah. same mission, same goal, nothing but peace and love, and it was it was awesome. Like, you know, I, I I get real warm fuzzies whenever stuff happens like that, and that's kind of the more it goes on, the better I think it is because I really do believe in my heart that things are so bad now. Because if you think of like the last unified, like working class, normal American sort of uprising was Occupy Wall Street. And ever yeah. since then, it's, it, it's, it's well, is it the right or the left protesting? You never hear them yes. protesting together. You never hear them yep. marching hand in hand, equally angry, even though there's tons of stuff that everybody agree upon. That's totally wrong. But it's so divided and segregated now to where even in Lansing at the Anthony Hulin event, there was a Republican stop Asian hate rally on one side of the street and then a victim of police violence rally on the other side of the street and nobody intermingled or talked to each other at all. And it's like they're well, literally you, you, arguing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's absurd. It's absurd to me that that so often we have to go with this. And I, you know, I've had my own kind of political awakening and stuff like that of going to these events and being like, hey, you know, despite what the media and, and you know, Twitter goblins will tell you, uh, most people are really like good people and, and they're good at heart and they have good intentions. And if you can kind of get past all these stupid labels, we might actually be able to like accomplish something again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's fantastic that you're doing that, man. So what, so you just did this thing in Lansing. What, do you have any stuff that you're, are, are you, are, are you okay with saying what you're, what you're doing up front or do you yeah. prefer to just show up or, or how, how, how do you do that? Oh yeah. Uh, we, we keep it open um we're going we're going to ohio soon because uh I'm, i don't remember his last name i'll have to look it up but uh there's an event for a man named casey who was also killed by police that's going to be another like joint event with like everybody involved yeah. and then um i definitely may like i have so many possible summer plans it's just the issue is that i'm unemployed due to lockdowns and covid so it's just you know, financial yeah. things oh, yeah. but michigan every- yeah, because <laughs> uh, I, I was I was a commission painter and I traveled around like Renaissance festivals and stuff and sold like statuettes and, and home decor and stuff. So obviously can't do that anymore. And then uh, I used to I sold it on Facebook, Instagram and Etsy. And then we got banned off of literally everything, including all of my business pages. So, yeah, thank you, Facebook, for that one. I even got okay, banned off of my... Uber Eats. What? Off of yeah. Uber Eats? 
Uber Eats. So you can't PayPal, eat either. Etsy. No, yeah, not allowed. Can't you know, can't go to the store, can't carry out, and can't order it to my house because I shared a, a, an igloo meme or something. <laughs> so keep in mind, this is someone who, for his work, he makes paintings and home decor at Renaissance fairs and on Etsy. He's clearly the most dangerous man in the country. Like, Super yes, this dangerous is... D&D statue. Oh, no. Whatever yeah. will the government do to stop the nerds? Yeah, this is this is what this is the face of the book. And that's what I try to tell people. I was across. I was I was in Flint. I was I went across this country and I'm seeing, uh, you know, Aloha shirt enthusiasts across the country. And they're all just normal people. They're all and just not, normal, all everyday people. Not all of us. No, no. Here, no matter how much they want to tell us. And it was just hilarious to me. It was like, OK, who is Spike Cohen's like unofficial security team on his entire tour? You know, Jewish Spike Cohen. Oh, it's a, it's a bunch of like ethnically and racially and, you know, like sexual, sexual, diverse sexually and gender diverse people. people. Yeah. This must be a white supremacist movement. Yeah, it's that meme of the guy with the butterfly and it's, you know, it's, you know, the media and a bunch of, you know, black and queer and trans people and white people and straight people and everyone, just a bunch of people. Is this a white supremacist group? It's the most absurd thing. And I've gotten into it so many times with people where I'm like, guys, you can see me at Black Lives Matter events with the Boog. You can see multiple ones. You can see me at Black Panther events with the Boog. And you intentionally crop every black person you can to come up with these weird hackneyed vertical, you know, and, uh, 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 diagonal shots of me with three white people and be like, look, look, look at these white supremacists. It's like, well, I'm a Jew, so white supremacists don't consider me white. But second of all, why did you crop it that way? I think it's because you wanted to leave out all of the other people that are in that photo, all of the people that are LGBT and 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 black and brown and everything else. And again, there's nothing wrong with being white or straight. I'm white and straight, but this is a a very very diverse group of people that are come that are coming together under the common thread of the right to of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And that's our hard line. Yeah, and it's it. it I, the two worst examples I ever saw of that was a uh, New York Times. I think it was did an article about the Virginia gun rally, and they literally took Pops, who's like a black gun owner, like he's wearing like an I can't breathe hat and uh, what's it, Colin Kaepernick shirt. They literally yep. lightened his skin to make him look like a white dude. So you want to talk about wow. racism? Like, hello. And then uh, at the Unity event way back in in July or whatever it was in Lansing. Uh, I mean, like only I think it was like barely two thirds of us there were white people like we had tons, you know, every yeah. single race was represented, tons of women and everything. Uh. And every single news camera was like allergic to filming any of them. And you can if you go back and look at all the footage of that, they'll literally tuck yeah. the camera down yep. and go away. And the same thing yep. happened yep. in Lansing when I gave my speech on the 17th to where they were filming me. And I was talking and they're like, well, who's some of your favorite who is who's some of your favorite politicians? And I go, uh, you know, Vermin Supreme and Spike Cohen. And they literally turn the camera off immediately. They want to make <laughs> look like a Trump supporter. They don't want me to know that that one of my favorite politicians is an anarchist who runs around with a boot on his head. They didn't want people. To yeah. Know and, know that. <laughs> and another anarchist who ran around, you know, the whole country, you know, uh, pushing for, you know, ending police brutality and ending the war on drugs and ending systemic harm against marginalized communities in no uncertain terms, like saying specifically that, not coded references to it, but like actually saying it. It's, it is it is mind blowing. Can you imagine for a second being that 
reporter or that editor who is sitting there and so scared of the fact that they're having to feature that a black guy is supporting gun rights that they had to lighten his skin like just the mindset of that of how that's this is a journalist who has been taught went to school taught ethics taught about how you should always try to find the truth in the story and here they are lightening someone's skin to desperately try to make it look like a white thing it's it's incredible if if you want to go all progressive on that that's literally erasing minorities that's literally erasing Mm -hmm. yeah whitewashing and like literal whitewashing like by by definition you're you're going to photoshop and whitewashing his skin like what you are erasing people of color yeah it it is the definition of erasure i didn't even realize that yeah it is erasure you know I knew we would get no mainstream media coverage when I did that event with the Black Panthers in Richmond. I'm looking around. There's no cops there. We're killing every single narrative about gun ownership and people of color, like all at once. Right. There were more armed black women than there were armed white men there. Like that's how many black people that there were that were armed. And again, there's nothing wrong with white people with guns. But anyone who wants to say, oh, this is some kind of right wing, far right white surprise. These were the black. Panthers. Yep. And not and the original Black Panthers, the Huey P. Newton Gun Club and the original Black Panther Party were there with the it's uh, Black Lives Matter 757. So they're the ones out of yeah. uh, Virginia Beach. But, you know, a somewhat local uh, Black Lives Matter group. And, you know, we're there in the middle of the, you know, in between. I think it's the state capitol and the Supreme Court building. And we're giving I'm giving a speech and we're getting all people all excited about it. And I'm in I'm, I'm talking to people there and everything. And, you know, there wasn't a cop to be seen. We actually played a game of find the cop afterwards and we walked around we finally saw one like five blocks away behind their patrol car doing this just to see what was going on which was fine i get they're making sure everything's okay but they didn't need to be there and they knew they didn't need to be there no one was brutalized no one was even sniffed at by a cop because we were so heavily armed and you know it killed every single narrative about gun rights that the the mainstream neoliberal neoconservative and and apparently uh, newsmax as well that did you see the hot take that we put up oh earlier about that he had a gun like, like I, I tweeted earlier of like you're seeing the difference between like the Boogaloo Second Amendment and like the Republican yes. Second Amendment in real time because you have like Firearm Policy Coalition and like Phoenix Ammunition and all of these like people that are closer affiliated to me like FPCs even yeah. selling Hawaiian shirts and everything all coming out and being like look at look at these they don't support the Second Amendment they're racist they're full of shit they, they boot lick to the extreme and then you have yes. tweets like that and you know plenty of other awful hot takes i've seen he particularly had. around what happened in in minneapolis well you know brooklyn center where i've just it's it's absurd to me that the police officer herself admitted she screwed up the police yeah. chief said she screwed up the police council and they're still said defending screwed it up and people are still defending her and and like the, you know other people have takes of like oh well this, it was a rookie mistake this is a 26 year old veteran who's like on the count like the top board of the police union and was training people in that moment like yeah yeah she, she was training she, she's been a she's been a cop one year less than i've been alive <laughs> yeah like, yeah that's <laughs> yeah during the time that you've been able to grow that impressive beard she has been policing and far past that and far and far i mean back when you were baby faced she although i'm convinced she came out like that i think that i think you may have had that from the beginning but regardless you know <laughs> she, she's been doing this for it's, it's getting worse i said i wouldn't even trim it until lockdowns are over so it'll probably be down to like my knees. oh gosh so you went and turned yourself into gandalf because of the <laughs> growing at this point where you are <laughs> pretty wow much. that's but i mean so this is a cop that you know 
And, and here's the thing. Make a mistake. Okay, fine. Made a mistake and it resulted in a tragic death. If you or me or this guy up here did anything even remotely similar, we'd already be in jail and we'd be awaiting the exact charges that we're facing. And then we would end up in prison for it because you can't just accidentally kill people. It doesn't work that even, way. Even even less than that. If I if I grabbed that rifle over there and was fiddling around with it and accidentally put a bullet into the wall and hurt no one but the drywall, the police would come and arrest me. Yeah. So it's you know rules for thee but not for me, and that's yep. the biggest issue we're facing right now. Yeah. Some some pigs are more equal than others. So tell us what. So you know you've got uh, you're going to be doing that in Ohio. Do you have anything else going on? And, and how can people stay in touch with you to find out more about the the unity move unity movement or unity coalition? Unity Coalition. How, how can people be more involved? And what's some other stuff you guys are doing? Yeah, so um, uh, you know, you can get on my Twitter, obviously, Magnus Panvidia, and then I'm starting a podcast Thursday that is going to be the Unity or Death podcast. And it's kind of kind of taking this idea and, and going more online with it instead of just local on the ground stuff. But uh, definitely, just uh, how to get involved. We kind of have like this growing network of friendly groups. Like we're we're really close with the Georgia Panthers now. We obviously really close with everyone in Virginia, Ohio, Kentucky, and a lot of it's just show up and kind of you know see what's going on yourself, see what's going on at these events, and, and get involved and kind of you know stop stop especially if you're a libertarian or even you know some form of conservatives if, if if you call yourself an individualist then you need to treat everyone as an individual so if you see someone who's a blm person or an antifa person or whatever and you just immediately reduce them to their to their label you're not exactly. an individualist so go out yep. and talk to people one-on-one -on -one and find people one-on-one -on -one because like there there is awful scumbags in every movement and political party and ideology but there's amazing people in all of them too and if we can just get all of those amazing people from every corner of of the spectrum and form our little avengers team we might be able to bring some real change and that's kind of my hope right yeah. now absolutely so, absolutely man we are being told by the way we are going to shout out tower gang to you tower gang also a shout out uh, my my friend olivia rondo she, uh, she has a podcast she's a big fan of yours so you make happy to shout her out yeah i know olivia Cool, yeah, cool, she wants, cool. She wants and to talk. <laughs> so I would like that. I would love to be on it. Yeah, go go ahead, man. You have the Alexander Rios Memorial event May eighth in Mansfield, Ohio, at noon. How do you find the last name before I remembered it? Because, <laughs> because Darth, someone put it in the comments. Yeah, Darth Typhon says. Darth Typhon put it in the comments. Yeah, he's one of my boys. Yeah. Um, Breaking news uh, in Columbus. We're being told Jimmy Lee is saying that Columbus Police Headquarters protests have entered the headquarters. So that's whoa. that's going to be fun. That's interesting. I might have to go. That's... But uh, uh, I guess <laughs> you oh, got to go now. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, real quick. Also, um, while we're on the subject of police, before I go, uh, an entire I think it was like 32 different sheriffs and police representatives are in Texas right now lobbying against constitutional carry. So there you go, gun owners. There, there yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah, we, we, yeah, that they the never. Reality. They'd never violate our right to keep and bear arms. First of all, they do every day with every gun law that's on the books at both the state and federal level. And second of all, 
I live in South Carolina, one of the most gun-friendly states on earth in terms of what the population wants. We are fighting just to get open carry right now because there's one lobby that's against it. Well, there's many, but there's one influential lobby that's against it, the police lobby. And they keep putting out this police propaganda about, you know, this could make it where there's more people with guns and they, we wouldn't even know who's licensed. We couldn't look it up when we were pulling people over, defending people's lives and get home safe to our families. And people eat it up and they go, oh, well, then I guess we can't do it. And the main proponents, and in fact, the gun control groups work with the police groups here in South Carolina to push to stop it. If it wasn't for them, we'd have the, I mean, this is a very, very gun-friendly group of people that live here in South Carolina. And every single person that runs for governor or anything else, even the Democrats are pretty, act pretty gun-friendly here. And the Republicans, oh, yeah, all oh, a constitutional carry. And then they get in and go, well, after speaking with the police, uh, I've determined that you actually don't have the right to keep and bear arms. It's so funny because they always say like, oh, the cops just enforce the law. They don't make them. It's like, well, they share lobby for them a lot. Yep. So what yep. about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have no problem with that. Justico Mitchell, uh, shout out to Justico for the, the generous donation and the message fan character what? bouncing their heart shaped ponytail with stars in their eye. That is a sticker and it is describing to you what the sticker looks like. Oh, yeah. I, I, I Interesting. was. <laughs> <laughs> he he sent a un, un, unintentional sticker instead of showing us the sticker. I mean, I'm reading the thing, and the thing with Justico is he would write something like that. So that's why I was kind of like, maybe he wrote that, but no, that's yeah. so, that's no, a I, very I like specific description of that. I read it three times, and I was like, huh, interesting. And then I thought, oh, that's a sticker from YouTube fan character bouncing their heart-shaped ponytail with stars in their eye i'm gonna have to look up what that looks is like that a, after is the show. that a title of a song off the mixtape <laughs> it should be it will be now this yeah. is i gotta look i'm sorry i gotta look this up so magnus i think you already told us but just in case uh how can people find out more about you oh it's a jojo siwa thing that's even weirder okay um tell tell us Oh, let me see. How did you know that was a JoJo Siwa thing? Because I just Googled it. Where is it? That is exactly what that described. The, the how about that? They're getting too smart. Really? Yeah. How do? Yeah. Why do they know what that is that accurately? I, is is there something like? Is there a description for the blind where it's like middle aged Jew with MS and bad haircut in bright shirt? <laughs> Spreading like anarchist agitprop. No domestic terrorist with beard. No domestic terrorist. Homosexual. White flag. supremacist. Oh, man. <laughs> so, okay, sorry. So how, and I think you did answer this, but just in case, how can people find out more about you and how to help and, and all about the Unity Coalition? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, definitely check out me on Twitter at Magnus Panvidia. And then on YouTube is where my podcast will be, the Unity or Death podcast. And then if you want to see me, you can show up to Columbus to the Alexander Rios event, or I will be at the Michigan LP convention, possibly giving a presentation. I'm not sure, but I really want to. I think uh, it's all about about agorism, which is super fun to talk about. Yes. Literally, literally sitting in a room and telling people to break the law. It's great. <laughs> well, you know, you don't tell them to break the law. You just say how to break the law. And if they exactly. want to do that, that's on them. Exactly. See, you're, you're that, much I didn't. Did, you're much. But this, this, I didn't say you why, should do that. This is why you you ran for LP and I got put on a domestic terror watch list. This is. <laughs> I, 
I mean, how, you know, por que no los dos? Um, hey, man, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, we really appreciate it. You are a great friend of Muddy Waters. And uh, I will uh, hopefully we'll get to talk to you soon. I'll see you in Michigan. Absolutely. Y'all have a good night. Thanks, buddy. You too, man. Appreciate thank you. you coming on. I love him. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Joe Hackman. Breaking the law is bad, okay? Like, you know, we don't... Breaking the law is bad, okay? Don't break the law, okay? Um, that's funny. Uh, J. Adam Weggs tells us that Missouri is about to pass the Second Amendment Protection Act, which is basically not just constitutional carry, but actually they will, uh, they're basically nullifying federal all federal gun laws in the state, despite opposition from the Sheriff's Association. I wish that we had as much uh, uh, of a grassroots movement here uh, as you clearly do in Missouri, because every time, I mean, we are fighting just to get open carry passed, and they're trying to add all these restrictions to it, you know, open carry, but with back background checks and with you know educational stuff and all these things it's like let people if if the police can be walking around here who you forget what their taser is uh can, and can be carrying a gun then the rest of us should be able to carry it too oh Justico, he just selected the 20 dollars sticker hey it's a nice sticker and it was an accurate yeah. description and i just enjoyed picturing you writing that for, that's for literally what it was they described it very well yeah, no, it's a fan heart-shaped ponytail. I'm like, what the hell is that? And then I looked, and I'm like, huh, they were ba- bouncing. They're yeah. a heart-shaped ponytail. Like, literally. Literally. Quite. Actually quite. and literally. Quite literally. Literally. So literally. is this, this is the show. We've done the whole show. That's the, that's, that is the whole kit and caboodle. We literally kitted and caboodled each and every one of you, and we are grateful to you for being here. Also, shout out to YouTube. This is an episode where we had almost many, as many YouTube video viewers as uh, Facebook viewers. Really? Which is good, because that's where we actually make money. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Madness. Yeah. I know that that is probably why. <laughs> probably. I am so well, Hey, listen, whatever it takes. If we have to do more crossover stuff with YouTubers. Facebook anymore. <laughs> Because I got kicked yeah. off with them. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, you. Got, how did you? I'm the one out there with them with their gun, signing everyone's. Uh, half the boog have like rifles and, and plate carriers and freaking uh, um, panoramic infrared uh, goggle helmets, whatever those things are. I keep forgetting what those are called. I keep being told and I forget. Uh, you know, signed by me. They got freaking my autograph on them. And you're the one that gets kicked off as a domestic extremist. That just doesn't yeah. seem fair. it's not like i don't understand it like i'm still out here walking around despite that and we are on float judith reuter we are on float float float.app slash muddied waters media right uh i believe yes Yes. and in fact we go live on there as well so uh yeah float.app slash muddy waters media and if you click on live now you'll see us on there right there you can give us uh you can even donate uh crypto that's right yeah you donate i need a huge shout out to uh steven witt steven witt yeah steven witt steven witt yeah he um donated money for today's show and i was going to say that this show in the title that this show was brought to you by Stephen witt but the show title is so long it wouldn't have fit and that rhymes 
So Stephen Witt's a great guy. He's going to be he's running for state rep in uh, in South Carolina, and I'm working directly with him to help him with uh, with his messaging and strategy. I think he's going to do a great job. So I'm really excited to be working with him. And thank you for being a friend of Muddy Waters. It means a lot to us, man. Yeah, it really does. So so tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow. I have uh, Eric Peterson on. He is uh, uh, an expert in uh, all things Internet, and we are going to be talking about net neutrality. Uh, There is increasing, despite the fact that ending net neutrality is one of the few things that the Trump administration did that was just unequivocally good uh, and has uh, led to, you know, great improvements of, of Internet and has made things better after a few years of backlog and development because of net neutrality. The Biden administration is at least making noises about reintroducing it. And we're going to talk about what that means exactly and why it's bad. Uh, and then you have a, a someone on Thursday. I do. But really quick, uh, CJ Westville, thank you for being a friend of the show. And also South Carolina's constitutional carry bill 3096 has the Second Amendment Preservation Act amended to it, passed South Carolina House and is headed to Senate before yep. crossover deadline. Um that deadline's the big one there. And the Senate, unfortunately, and I hope that I'm wrong, historically, the Senate is where these bills go to die a death of deadline. So we'll see that there is some momentum behind it. I really, really hope this passes. Um, there is no I'm not going to definitely not say that. But if someone were to own a weapon without ever having done anything to have it. That would be good for that person, hypothetically. So we'll see. And then on Thursday at 8-ish, a muddied waters 8, um, I have Scott Schluter. Schluter. Yeah, Scott Schluter. Schluter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Scott Schluter is coming on my show. He's uh, the LP candidate for governor of Illinois, and he will be joining me Thursday at, you know, muddied waters 8. Muddy waters 8. And then... uh, and then on Friday and Saturday, I will be in Alaska for the Gold Rush event. If you live anywhere in Alaska, or I guess you can't say near Alaska, because you're either in Alaska or you're nowhere near it. Uh, but if you live in, well, I if guess you if you live in Canadian viewers, northern BC, yeah, or none of it, then uh, I guess you're somewhat close to Alaska. If you live in Alaska or Anchorage or Wasilla, then come on out and see, because then it's not even if you live near Wasilla. You either live in Anchorage or Wasilla or nowhere near them. Uh, but if you yeah. live in, in Anchorage or Wasilla, come on out to Wasilla. We'll be doing a great event this weekend uh, in Alaska, my first time in Alaska, and I'm going to eat so much fish. My stomach's already bubbling thinking about what I'm about to do to it. It is not happy. Uh, and uh, and come and hang out. If you aren't near Alaska, you can still take part uh, by registering. You can actually watch the entire live stream if you've ever consider running for office as a libertarian this is a not must not how do you must see cannot miss event i don't know why i had a hard time saying that but you should watch it and uh, you can register uh must see it's must see tv if you ever wanted to run uh go to alaskalp.org slash gold rush and then we'll be right back here next Tuesday for another magical episode of the Muddy Waters Freedom, where Matt Wright and I parse through the week's events like the sweet little 2020-20 Wonder Boys. 20 Wonder 21. Am I 20? next week? Uh, no, I'll be back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I. hold on. I don't. Now you're making me wonder. I just want, I just want no, to. I'll be, be, yeah, no, I'll be back. I'll be back. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting in. I'm prepared. I'm getting I'm getting an early early morning uh, 
or I guess, no, I'm getting it in the afternoon on Monday. So yeah, no, I can definitely do two tomorrow, next week. Okay. And remember everybody out there, please, please, please. If you happen to be in the Mansfield, Ohio area on May 8th, day of remembrance, 73 East second street in Mansfield, Ohio, 12 PM at the jail. It's the Anthony Rios in remembrance of those that the police killed and please bring flowers. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. If you can attend that, please do. And uh, Matt, if someone were looking for us on the internet, is that even possible? And if so, how? You know, that is possible. If, wow. let's say, somebody, <laughs> let's say somebody <laughs> has terrible taste in what good humans look like and didn't want to see the beautiful faces in front of them that you could see. Yes on float or yes anywhere else on the internet and just wanted uh, to hear the sweet sultry sounds of our yes our voices of us our voices yeah voices yes you our voices anchor.fm anchor.fm muddy waters where you can leave us messages that we yes. will play live on the air we will do it and you can also we'll donate it. we love you we do. We love you. Give us money. Give us money. We love. We love you more when you give us money. We love you. You give us money. We love a lot of. You know what we love about you is when you give us money. We love that. We really love Jack Casey, who yes. has donated to us twice. Just in this show. No, on month. Oh, yeah, we love him. Yeah, oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, we like the Darth Tarpon guy, too. And Justico okay. Mitchell. And Justico Jay Mitchell. Jay Wiggs and CJ Westfall. Yeah. I think so, I'm forgetting so, someone. Just so many people that we love my app is pulling up today. So because we will thank you all extra special next week. We will thank you all. Because thank we love all. So much. And you can find this and every other episode at muddiedwatersmedia.com. Well, that settles it. I'm going right there right now. Folks, thanks so much for tuning in. We will see you tomorrow on the Muddy Waters of Freedom. We'll see you the day after on uh, the writer's book. Nope. We'll see you tomorrow on My Fellow Americans. What did I say? Muddy Waters of Freedom. Oh, God, no. No, that's <laughs> not true at all. We'll see you tomorrow on My Fellow Americans. We'll see you Thursday for the Writer's Block. We'll see you Friday and Saturday for Gold Rush. And then we'll see you right back here next week for the Muddy Waters of Freedom. Folks, thanks so much for tuning in. We love you. And where we're going, we don't need roads.